forever. Dog. Super Mario and. Mm -hmm. Is it Super Luigi also? I think he's super also. It would be sad if like. Only one of the brothers was and the. Mm -hmm. The mom was like. Yeah, well, you were a cesarean. What did you expect? You'll never be like you'll never be as super as your brother you Mario. Yeah, you don't you don't pass through my pussy. You may as well be dirt. Tommy Knockers. The Tommy and Knockers. By the way, I, which, was our, which is our nickname as hosts. Mm -hmm. Tommy and Knockers. There we go. That's <laughs> for people who didn't know. I was thinking there we'd also have a cute nickname for the two of us. Tommy and Jaddy. Tommy and Jaddy? Yeah, I'm Jaddy. You're Tommy. Instead of Mommy and Daddy. Oh, okay. Tommy and Jaddy getting kind of chatty yeah, over on Double Threat. Tommy and Jaddy getting kind of chatty. It's like uh, Creaky uh, Alley. Creaky Alley. <clears throat> and why was that alley so creaky? I'll tell you why. John Phillips was supposed to grease it. Yeah. It got high as hell. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Left everything to... Who are the other slobs in that band? Denny Doherty. Oh, Denny. Yeah, the hot one. And Denny's is his restaurant? He, Denny's, he made the most money from the mamas and the papas. Okay. Um, Denny Doherty opened Denny's. And then there was Papa John's. Then the Papa John opened Papa John's. What about Mama Leone? That was Mama Cass. Yes. And Mama then... Leone had a big calzone and she liked to sell it. At... What was the name of that place that... Uh, Brett likes Sabaros. Brett loves Sabaros. Loves Sabaros. Yeah. And Michelle Phillips opened Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo had lots of Peppo and she liked to serve it at lunch. And then Billy Joel joined and the Billy... Mamas and the Papas. Yes. He uh, is cool and good. He's very cool. He's never, he was never uh, irrationally angry. And mad. He always had a reason. He was always mad at the New York Post. Was always giving him bad reviews, and then he would like rip it up on stage. I'm mad at the Post because when he would, do, I'm like, mad at the Post. He'd do New York State of Mind. He'd be like the New York Times, the Daily News. Like he left out the New York Post. He did. Well, in that song, he did. He omitted it. He omitted it, and it's an insult by omission. Wasn't there like the New York Herald at a minute, like for a minute, and they had that lo that um, motto, "Truth, Justice, and the Comics." That's right. And then remember, yes, there was also a paper called the Trib, mm -hmm. the Trib, which was the Tribune. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that was where Superman worked. Superman worked at the Daily Planet. Remember when he worked at the Daily Beast? 
I do, and he was. Uh, I I really didn't like when he worked at the Daily Caller. I thought he was really out of line with that. He but was. You like, know why I'm? Yeah. He was moaning about uh, woke brigades. Yes. Yeah. Woke brigade. The, woke mind the brigade. upright woke brigades. I actually am on level two at uh, at uh, upright woke mind brigade. Um. You're cultivating woke mind, not group mind. Yeah, Ben Shapiro is my is my uh, teacher. No, not De- not Ben Schwartz. Not Ben Schwartz. Ben Shapiro. We're doing long form. Well, yeah. he doesn't know he, but he wouldn't know about long form because he's got a very short form. It, he does have a very short form, but you should check out. They have a show called Middle Ditch and Shapiro now. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's the and, two and of them. And he was. And and that's his name because he was what found in the middle of a ditch. He was abandoned in, in a ditch, ditch and okay. he was found. It just had the name Thomas on him, mm-hmm. and it was just in the middle of this ditch. And then somebody just was like, "Ah, another middle ditch, babe. You, your name's Middle Ditch now because I found you in the middle of a ditch. Do you now get to work? Know why I'm mad at the New York Post? Was that? Because they printed that crazy Woody Allen story last week that people were sending us. Hold, 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 what? <laughs> I'm convinced it's not true. Well, let me just say, let me say first of all, get that off the screen. First of all, sorry. <laughs> welcome to Double Thread, everybody. Starring this guy's, this guy's Tom, already putting a clip up before we've even said hello. I know he's excited because it yeah. was we were delayed. You got to catch this- a bus. You got a bus to catch, Brent. I've been waiting to talk. I've been waiting to hear you. Talk about this story. Just all get week. on the bus, uh-huh. Gus. All week. I'm so yeah. excited. I got it queued up, ready to go. But you tell me when. I'm, re- I'm, I'm sitting tram. here uh, just waiting. Sam. We have a song going in our house now, me and Julia, called 50 Ways to Pet Your Puppy. It goes, just scratch my back, Jack. Pet my head, Fred. Brush my tail, Gail. It's my tummy, dummy. <laughs> the, the, the tummy, dummy, and uh, scratch my belly, smelly. These are the things. Uh, join, join the team. With I'm, re- this. I'm ready to. We, I, I, I don't know if it's pencils down for everything, but I would yeah, like to. Don't send the guild after me on this. Forty-five hundred pages of pictures. Yes, of fifty ways to pet your puppy. To pet your puppy. Just scratch all my ears, dears. <laughs> That's ex- yeah. Um, Get it on this chin, Jim. It's, a, it's an almost rhyme. It's but... an almost. It it requires some almost rhymes, just like because uh, mm-hmm. we're like. Uh, but yeah, just scratch my back, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like pet my head, Fred. Brush my tail, over. Gail. And <laughs> listen to me. Just scratch my tummy, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> <laughs> or even my butt, Scott. That, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm telling you. That it's puppy song. So it's got... okay if there's mistakes. No, so we're, this is a double threat. My name's Tom Sharbling. This is Julie Klausner, I'm Julie the host Klausner. of Double Threat. I'm her uh, announcer. Best friend. Stop it. I'm the announcer Rod, on Double Rod, Threat. Rod, Rod, like Rod Roddy. It's double threat with Julie Klausner. I'm your I'm your announcer, Tom Sharpling. Wait, was today on the show, Woody Allen. Yeah, 
Rent-a-cop and over the top. And over the top. Plus some David Lynch stuff. <laughs> yes. And as always, Brett Boehm. Ah, oh, so glad to be here on Double Threat. Ah, oh, thrill of a lifetime. There's always that moment, Julie. It's my favorite thing when we throw to Brett and you can hear the moment where he just goes, oh, like the, the, oh, <laughs> is buying him one millisecond to just get through this thing. It's like, and we got Brett Baum. Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, what a show. Like the, oh, it's like him going like, what am I doing? You always yeah, talk about you always talk about the movie Eddie, uh, Tom. I mean, this this every week on this show is like Eddie for me. I feel like I'm some Hitting some a uh, yeah li- some little leaguer who mm. got signed by the Yankees. I'm just trying to get the bat on the ball. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm coming up in the lineup after you know uh, Derek Jeter and uh, and uh, you know uh, Mickey Mantle, and then I got to come up. I'm just trying I'm just trying to make contact. That's my goal. Sure, sure. This guy. And also, I give you credit for not mentioning any Atlanta Braves in your heroic uh, list of le- baseball. Well, it's legends. like Ronald Acuna Jr. came up, and Ozzy Albius came up, and yeah, then I'm okay. just I'm just trying to get the bat on the ball. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Uh, dare to dream someday uh, you'll be like Ozzy Albius. Love you, Ozzy. <laughs> double th- talking about a double threat. I saw Marsha Gay Harden on Good Day New York, which is the like. Fox, like Channel 5 local mm-hmm. news in the middle of the day show or morning news show that Rosanna Scotto hosts. Uh-huh. It goes like whatever it is, like today's show, Good Morning America, the CBS morning is like mm-hmm. far behind all those like Fox. They had Marsha Gay Harden on. And it was the day that the Yankees were getting a ticker tape parade because they mm-hmm. won the World Series. Yes. Never tell you this. No. And Marsha Gay Harden was on promoting some new movie and and she had to act like she cared about what was going on. And and she's and she said and I and I quote, I think I think about this whenever anyone talks about the Yankees. She said, and I quote, I've always loved Yankees. Oh, my God. That's not like (laughs) like like specifically referring to the team, but she forgot the the. the, Yeah. And I never forget that band because they're so good. I like. Oh my god, that makes me so. Isn't that fun? That is. I like that so much. I loved it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What a show we've got today. Holy there moly. Go. Oh my God. I'm looking at all these tabs I've got open. I'm like, are we even this is this is a real packed and show. And those are just for your you. beverages. Those well, are just to keep yourself caffeinated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the tabs this guy's opened up. That's why there's nothing to drink around here. This guy's opening all the tabs. And can I 
I just say that that line in Back to the Future was not timeless when he said that I'll have a Pepsi free? Yeah. And he says, well, if you want a Pepsi, pal, you got to pay for it. Michael J. Fox may have just looked right into the camera at that point and said, ka-ching. Should have just said, yeah, Pepsi, the voice of a generation. I mean, guys, that's not going to be a timeless. I, it's a, hey, whole movie's about time. Man, yeah. how about making it timeless? I would go back to the future to ni- to the early '80s and remove that line from the script. Uh, but I can't do that because pencils down. Pencils down. Yes, they, they didn't say anything about crayons. <laughs> so check my new script to, out. Went <laughs> to Tom eating crayons. <laughs> yeah. Pencils down, crayons up. Crayons up my nose. Oh no, Julie, stop it. Take those out of your nose. Because seriously, the writers are on strike and uh, <laughs> I uh, I want to help anybody come up with a sign. Anybody, anybody, there's a sidebar. If you need help coming up with a sign, if you're a guild member, you need help coming up with a sign, you reach out to me and Julie. We'll help you out. Yeah, we'll come up with something real dirty and funny. Yeah. Now, Brett, you were saying we have some kind of show today. Oh, my now, this goodness. Is, this is exciting. And, Julie, let me just ask before Brett says it, what would you think of this concept, the celebrity roast of Brett Boehm? I love it. I think it's a great idea. I'm so excited about this idea. Just imagine Joe working up roast jokes that are oh, said way cele- too I close. Said celebrity roast. <laughs> I said celebrity <laughs> Got excited for a second when you said celebrity roast. Yeah. Our next you just mean whoever's around roast. Joe Cilio. No, Joe, Joe, I'm worried Joe will take advantage of this opportunity yeah. to do something horrible. Yeah, this is how Joe's uh, roast of Brett would go. Well, you know, Brett's a real stupid idiot and uh, real moron. He really messes everything up around Forever Dog. We, could- we love you, Brett. You know what? I think it would be Tom. I think it would just be Joe showing up and just starting to punch Brett. He'd be just like, yeah. Just start wailing on him physically. What what I'm being told in my earpiece is that we have a clip of the week. <laughs> oh, oh, we do indeed. We have a clip there's of the week. There's an, ear, there's an earpiece? There is an earpiece. I have an earpiece in, yes. Why didn't I get an earpiece, Brett? Oh, I have nothing to do with the earpiece. I don't know who's on the other end of Tom's earpiece. Yeah, I'm being told uh, in the correspondence room, the production uh, lounge, we have a clip of the week. I mean, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, we have. I've got two clips of the week for you. Um, so because a bit big stuff is happening with uh, people who uh, are in the let's call it the double threat. Uh, later in the show, we're going to be casting uh, if David Lynch uh, cast the Avengers. And so speaking of that, you know, the, we we could say the double threat uh, universe. There's the there's the Marvel extended universe. Mm-hmm. The double threat extended universe has a lot of characters in it. People we talk about frequently. The um, DTU. That's it. The double threat universe, uh, and uh, I've got some. I've got some big Woody Allen news, and I got some big uh, Nick Adams news for you. Two real, two real uh, uh, stand-up individuals who we talk about a lot on this show. Uh, and Woody, as you already mentioned, uh, this article is is uh, this headline is is shocking. Um, it's uh, Woody Allen. Uh, this came out earlier this, this week. Woody Allen saves all. Pal's life. No. With Heimlich maneuver 
at New York City restaurant. Woody Allen saved his friend from choking to death on a piece of pork at a uh, at a restaurant. This mm-hmm. is this is on a piece of pork. This is a lie. This is an AI wrote this like as like a silly funny news story for the post. So whose life did he save? Okay, so in a remarkable act, Alan Dershowitz Alan Dershowitz was at the table, but was not the one that uh, choked. Uh, so this is uh, 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 the 87-year-old Oscar winner leapt, leapt from his seat and grabbed. I don't think he's leaping. Okay. Leaping? His friend Andrew Stein uh, has grabbed uh, his friend Andrew Stein as he began choking on a piece of pork. Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's choking on a piece of pork <laughs> outside the taste of freeze. Having dinner with Andrew Stein. Choking on, Choking a, piece on a piece of pork. Of pork. I left from my seat. Outside Caravaggio. I'm 87. And my wife's not. Who did he jump? What the, Picturing him leaping. Someone's choking. Everybody get out of the way. I can go to the Woody to the rest. You. I'll do the Heimlich maneuver and rescue him. I feel like the closest thing to the Heimlich maneuver would be my friend Sheldon Heimlich maneuvering how to meet women at the pictures <laughs> Someone, at Coney Island. Yeah. We need to figure out who can do the how to do the Heimlich maneuver. I'll go to the public library and check out a book <laughs> on it. Everybody's like, we have these phones. We can look it up. I don't know how to use one of those. <laughs> I stopped. He stops doing it just to say that. Yeah. Just to make sure people know that he doesn't know how to use a, a piece of technology. I don't know how to use that, nor am I interested in it. <laughs> Andrew Stein passed away today when te- yes. Woody Allen stopped. Well, Woody Allen lectured him about... <laughs> Cell phones were the final thing he saw. The final words he heard. On him to tell him that he had no interest in yeah. devices and yeah. did not know how to use them. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's like, where do you get this kind of press? Who planted this? This fake story that I don't believe. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. Uh, it says that uh, the director applied the life-saving maneuver with surprising strength and vigor, according to I- witnesses. Come on. What witnesses are these? Elves? And this is the a qu- elves will an vouch elf on a for shelf. me. An elf on a shelf witnessed it that they forgot to put away. <laughs> now. I got some more in this article. Some more little tidbits so, so here. He's, so his friend's choking. He jumps up with surprising strength. He leapt and vigor. He leapt up feet. and vigor. And he did the Heimlich maneuver. Did the Heimlich maneuver. And then this is what Andrew Stein says. I am embarrassed to say it, but Woody actually saved my life. I normally order fish, but this time I went for the pork. And soon after we started to eat, a piece of the meat became lodged in my throat and I was struggling to breathe. I started to panic. I was terrified. And then Woody came to my rescue. Going on here. First of all, what are you? What are you? A dog? You you bolting your food? <laughs> like you're in a restaurant. You cut the food if it feels like it's too big. And secondly, what Chinese restaurants a- got giant slabs of pork? It it's did it say in the restaurant whether Andrew Stein is a dog? He might be a dog. He's Can like we usually confirm? I like the. He's like usually I like fish. Sometimes m- mommy give me pork. Yeah. 
So I, I, um, the man, <laughs> the tiny man, come around, mm -hmm. and he give me um the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. I mean, all it says here is that he was the New York Stein was the New York City uh, Council president from '86 until '94. But I know in the rule book it says a dog there can't are, have that job. Yeah, there are dog politicians dog. in New York, right? So that uh, that that does not disqualify. Um, yeah, so I don't Andrew know. No Stein. definitive answer on on human or dog. Um, uh, Let's put impressive. that on the uh, conspiracy board. Do we have like a big blackboard somewhere? Like a dry erase board or something with like articles clipped to it and like yarn attached to push pins. I do. I was trying to connect uh, way back when. I nothing ever came of it. I was trying to connect uh, the the um, origins of beefsteak Charlies to the um, CIA uh, mind control program MK Ultra. Right. Uh, so I have right. I have uh, the remains of that. Nothing came of it, but I do. Yeah, I, I can repurpose. I can repurpose all the away. string throw, and all, the, all of the, that. The pins. It's, it's, just throw it. Throw that in the garbage. Start a new one yeah, that just says. Not is Andrew Stein a dog? Got it. Yes. Not enough string in the world to connect uh, Beefsteak Charlie's to the CIA. I was close. How close? Just waiting for that smoking gun. So Woody Allen saved his life, and then that means now that Andrew Stein That's how they cook must... their steak, by the way, is with a smoking gun. <laughs> he's he's Woody <laughs> Allen's servant now until he can... Now uh, you're my the favor. Now you're my slave. You have to do whatever I tell you to do. Go in the store and get some final cards. <laughs> I want an egg I, cream. I write a ribbon. I've the got kind, a headache. Where's my headache powder? The kind that gives you cancer. Get the rag man to come by. I want some new rags. What's a rag man? The rag man. It used to be the ice man and the rag man. I know about the Ice Man, but what does a rag man oh, give you? Oh, Julie, you don't know about the rag man. Brett, do you know about the rag man? So does the rag man give you stuff to make clothing out of? Brett, tell Julie. I like about it when people man. say when you're in like the rag trade, like the schmata mm -hmm. business. Is it the it's same as the rag and comes... bone man? Is it the same person? That's or someone those... else. That's someone else. Okay. That's the guy who's going to friggin' bone you. Mm -hmm. This is not just a euphemism for a lady getting her period, right? The rag man? No. <laughs> Julie, like tell, it's rag, tell. Like, it's rag time? I'll tell you about the rag man. A person who collects and sells unwanted household items such as rags and other refuse for a living. Rag and bone man. Oh, this, okay. oh it is a rag and yeah, bone man. Person. That's yeah. fascinating. This would be yeah. a good gig for me to go door to door and get murdered. Um, don't like, get Instead murdered, of please. setting up a, like a, a table at a flea market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is definitely happening. I definitely feel myself like becoming one of those people mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. You know, Woody's been dreaming about this his entire life, it seems like, because in his book, uh, Side Effects, a collection of essays written between 1975 and 1980, uh, he tried to imagine the origin of the Heimlich maneuver. Uh, mm -hmm. He pictured someone putting their arms around an attractive woman and hugging her. Uh, only she happened to be choking on a piece of herring at the time. Uh, so it seems like this was the uh, fulfillment of a lifelong ambition. Yeah, he really uh, he really brought it home there. Yeah, he dude it. M mission accomplished. 
The question is, uh, what's not mentioned here is, you know, uh, every time in the movie when someone does a Heimlich what maneuver. What Sun Yi was eating? Uh, well, well that's, a, that's a big detail as well. I was going to wonder, you know, when the piece of pork inevitably sort of like flew out of uh, Andrew Stein's well, mouth, you know, did it hit uh, Dershowitz Alan or where did Dershowitz? it go? Yeah. Did it go right into Dershowitz's mouth and down his throat and into his belly? And he goes, ooh. Throw up if I think about that. <laughs> I will truly start throwing up. And you're like, hey, you want to watch you want to watch Porky's? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I have an erection already. And then it's just footage of that. <laughs> the crazy what? thing it's about funny Porky's, to prank... Porky's took place in the 50s. Porky oh. was an old man. I never saw it. So that means Porky was probably around for like the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's the weirdest thing when you think about it. it means I mean he if probably... it's in the fifties and Porky's like this old guy, it means he knows what it's like in the eighteen hundreds. The prequel is like Jago Unchained. Yeah, Porky Unchained. We get over to New Beverly with that one. I gotta pitch that one. <laughs> hey, when's Quint when's a Tarantino get here? Go to the New Beverly uh cinema. Hey, are like, QT that, here? You think that he's taking pitch meetings there? There, like, I just go and I try to act professional. Like, yes, hi, I'm here. I have a meeting with uh, Quentin Tarantino. And it's like he hasn't been here in seven months. I have but a I four was... p.m. Uh, with QT. <laughs> now. Well, that was horrible, Brett. Yeah. What's the other thing? Uh, okay, so that's that's what's up with Woody this week. Uh, now I know what next question you have. What's up with uh, uh, right wing clown influencer Nick Adams this week? What's going on? Well, with he took him? that picture with Tim Robbins. That's right. right. Yeah, the uh, and, and Nick Adams. For those of you who haven't been listening to the show recently, is a uh, an Australian guy uh, who moves. He's an American guy who yeah. happens to be from Australia up until three yes. years ago. He's uh, moved to uh, America and kind of reinvented himself as, you know, which is really the what's the, the wondrous part of America, the American dream. Uh, you know, come here, be, uh, reinvent yourself. He reinvented himself as a right wing influencer on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, and he really loves to get on there and clown around and talk about hooters and alpha males and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, so he uh, posted this. Um, let's see. Uh, when would this have been? About a week ago. Um uh, his original posts said, hanging out with Tim Robbins at JFK, hanging out with Tim Robbins at JFK. And there's a photo of him uh, and the actor Tim Robbins. And like the looking, world's biggest liberal. I feel like neither one of these guys knew who, knew who the other one was. Yeah, there's actually apparently a deleted version of this tweet that was up for a couple seconds that said hanging out with Tony Robbins at JFK. Oh, uh, so moron. he definitely did not know who this was. Um and then uh, Tim Robbins, uh, very, uh, I think people started tagging him in it, and then he very quickly uh, retweeted it and said, not hanging out, dude asked for a picture, I obliged, he left. Yeah. It is, the picture looks like it's in a hospital, not a, <laughs> an airport. Uh, there's a table with a pile of napkins on it. And there's uh, an empty drink to the left of Nick Tim Adams Robin. looks horrible. If I took a, if I took this photo with a celebrity, I'd be like, I'm deleting this. It's it doesn't even matter that I met yeah. a celebrity. He's Dude. doing that like 
wearing his shirt untucked. Mm. Like I, oof. yeah, he's he looks also so bad. He's a pinhead too. You think he's got a small head and a big body? He does. And it's clear Tim Robbins just had some earbuds in, so he's probably listening to music. Yes, he's when, holding when, something in his hand when it looks Nick like. uh, came up and yeah. tapped him on the shoulder. He was, he like, was listening to Mar- like his, his audiobook of Capital by Marx. By the way, have you seen this naked photo of Harpo that's been going around the internet? No. Oh my God. Have you, Brett, have you seen this no. naked photo of Harpo Marx? I was like, no. well, I gotta look this up. Okay. All I gotta say. It is real. It was for auction at Sotheby's or Christie's or something. And I just had one thing to say about it. There's a reason that guy didn't talk a lot. He didn't have to. Okay. I did always uh-huh. think he had a, uh, when, he's, <laughs> when he's playing that harp, I was always like, man, does he have a third arm? That's, he's a... Oh, boy. <laughs> I strike. would honk my horn. I'm on strike. <laughs> He's just so good now, at the harp. He you just... weren't, but you weren't before. No, you now were, like, I'm on, on strike. I'm striking against Brett's uh, third arm joke. Well, it's thick. <laughs> I just want to say. You want to show? It? Don't we? know we don't have to show it. You can look it up on your own time. Yeah, but it's real and it's good. This Nick Adams, he sucks, and. It just goes to show guys like that are, they only have principles up until they get to talk to a person who's in movies. He clearly, yeah, like he didn't know, I don't know, Tim Robbins, there's liberals that hate him for being too liberal. Yeah. He is attractive. God, would I like to speak with him? I like Tim Robbins a lot. I like Tony Robbins better. You like him more? I like Baskin Robbins even more. Oh man, um, I was reading something. Someone, um, or like one of Red our Robbins, was, uh, mm-hmm. more Robin their, Quivers, their fried pickles. Uh, Red Robbins. Never been Yum. to a Red Robbins. Good, oh boy, boy, oh boy. You ever want to fall asleep in your car after a meal? Because it was All so, it was so heavy and exhausted. Yes. Your body is still like processing food to the point where it's gonna shut you down in the parking lot. Red Robin is the place for you. Got it. Is it called red because, like, when you get to a red light, you may as well be like fast asleep. <laughs> it's yeah, that's giving you the Your red light starts- to stay awake. Your head starts bobbing and they're when you also eat at Red owned, Robin. They're also owned by Red Reddington, is the owner of Red Robin. Oh, another one I'd love to sleep with. <laughs> I know no one asked. But look, yet, you got to put it out there. It's like I a secret. offer. I put yeah, it's, it's like a secret. secret. Yeah, but it's not as is the opposite of a secret. So Tim Robbins or James Spader. You know where to. You know where to find me. I'll be at JFK. So Nick Adams says it's true that Tim and Tim Robbins and I were not hanging out like friends would. Alpha males are not friends with bite with beta Hollywood liberals. Oh, so now he's like trying to make right. It this sound is his like, response. Um, this is his, and of course he's a Twitter blue subscriber, so he's allowed to write yeah you know, so eight you, paragraphs. You can write a novella uh, for every tweet. Yeah, you have the you have the privilege of being able yeah. to to write a, something on Elon Musk's site. What if we did that as a contest on the show? If there was ever a way to compete. And the loser, the loser of the would... thing has to buy a check for their. I think I'll be too mean. Yeah. 
That that would be Joe's roast of Brett. Yeah. Be like, I bought you a blue check, you asshole. I'm telling you, it'd be too mean to have Joe participate in that roast. So so Nick Adams is trying to claim that Tim Robbins sought him out. Nobody is believing that. He says the truth is the truth is when Tim sought me out at the airport, I didn't even recognize him. Let me put it this way. If the Shawshank Redemption had a sequel, they would have to recast Andy Dufresne. The failing actor began pouring his heart out to me in tears about how he can't get any work. <laughs> I told Tim to clean himself up. This and is actually that he was... pretty funny. I got to give <laughs> I him like credit this. for this. This is good. This is this hilarious. Is like that dog that choked on the pork. Yeah. I told Tim to clean himself up and that he was embarrassing me. That's when I offered to take a photo with him and post it on my massive Twitter, much larger than his, to cheer him up and get rid of him. That's the last time I try to do something nice for a woke Hollywood liberal. So he's saying that, like, in order to get Tim Robbins to stop crying, he said, I'll take a picture with you and put it on my on my huge Twitter. Yeah, fine. I'll post it. And you can see in the photo that Tim Robbins is settled where he's sitting and Nick Adams just plopped himself him. down. Yeah, the body language is very, very clear. Nick Adams was not in that chair for more than five seconds. He, uh, you take my, you take all picture. You take all picture. Sits down. Who do you next think to took him. that? Who do you think that took that photo? Like I can picture Tim Robbins doing the thing where he's like, he's like Tim, Tim. What? He takes what? off his ear earbud- yeah. down. What? Can I get a picture? Huh? Uh, I get a pizza. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Thanks. And he like doesn't touch him, so he's like, fine. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't necessarily get COVID from this guy. And he's just like, yeah, some dipshit approached me in the lounge at the Del- at the uh, United uh, Presidents mm-hmm. Club or whatever it is. Nick won't go into the Presidents Club as long as Biden is president. Yeah, not my Presidents Club. Yeah, he's too liberal. Biden's too liberal. Yeah. So yeah, this is just kind of. Nick Adams Neither is not even Neither one of them like Biden. They could have bonded over that. Neither yeah. one of them like Biden. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's what's up with uh, Woody Allen and Nick Adams. I just want to say really quickly before I show this picture, if there was ever a reason to get Forever Dog Plus where you can get video episodes. Are you about to show us Harpo's cock? <laughs> Uh, Julie, uh, to quote one of your jokes last week, I think uh, Harpo got a chotoplasty before it's he took thick. this picture. I told you it was thick. I told you it was th- also Bre- Tom. You yeah. don't have to consent to seeing this. Oh, I'll, I'll see it. I have no problem. It's thick, and he's lying down, and yeah. it's not at its full attention. It's not ready for showtime, is what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Considering all of those uh-huh. factors, you didn't even mention the six pack, Julie. This is this is uh, looks- this is impressive. Yeah. All right. He looks great. Another yet another reason why Zeppo like may as well have been in another family. Sign up at Forever Dog Plus for video episodes where you can see uh Harpo Mark <laughs> Harpo Marx's uh flaccid impressive penis. Um more like harpoon marks. <laughs> I like it. I think this is a good photo. This is a stunning photo. It has his, his uh, hat on the uh, his dog catcher hat from uh, horse feathers on the on the on the his back of the hands are like pushed down. That's how he likes to read. I love this picture. There you go, harpoon marks. <laughs> More like harpoon marks, and that's why we are on strike. Jokes like that, we're depriving. He could strike me with his harpoon. 
Good for the Jews. That picture is good for the Jews. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Double Threat, everybody. Groucho just had his cigar. It's final episode. <laughs> Why do you yeah, think Groucho's he had that cigar? cigar. He was compensating. That's perfect. Yeah. That man did not say a goddamn word. He went around hugging his horn. He clearly went around honking. Now we know why. He didn't have to say a word. Yeah. Wow, Marcel Marceau must have been like, must have been like a fire hose those pants. <laughs> what did he wear? Fancy pants? French pants? What did that guy wear? Tights? What did Bimes wear? Stripey uh, shirts. Berets. Yeah. Tight black pants. Maybe he tucked it. Boxes. That was that was him demonstrating how wide he was. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna get to the link. I was just doing some mime for everybody on Forever Dog Plus. We'll yes. appreciate it. Tom was doing the classic uh glass, I'm in glass the box, box yeah. uh mime. Yes. So coming up on Double Threat. Oh, boy. This is, you, you think, I mean, uh, this is, we've done more already than you're going to get in most podcasts, yeah. and we're barely halfway through with this yes. week's episode. Yes, yes. But we got so much fun uh, still to come. Uh, so coming up, we're going to, uh, at the end of the show, we're going to be comparing uh, two movies that were discussed last week on the show, uh, the uh, yes, Burt Reynolds, Liza Minnelli vehicle, Rent-A-Cop, and uh, the Sylvester Stallone vehicle which features a, a vehicle prominently over mm. the top we both said julie and i said what if we each watched the movie the other hadn't seen so that we could talk about rent a cop burt reynolds <laughs> and over, Manelli, the top. over the top sylvester stallone and robert loggia and as i was getting ready for this i i did acknowledge how frustrating it was to have Miss the opportunity to dress to have you dress up like Liza mm -hmm. and to have me dress up like Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. When I was because... tweeting you uh, links uh, last night, Julie, you can on Sylvester Stallone's uh, store, his online store, he you can just get a uh, a um, over the top costume essentially. You can get the hat, um, you can get the I, uh, New York I was sort admiring of top thing. That I was admiring some of the clothes in that movie, like. The um, I mean, there's just so much logo like branded stuff um, at the Vegas wrestling convention, arm wrestling yes. convention, oh, yeah. which we'll get into. But a lot of trucker hats and um, yeah, the biggest product placement of all time. Was that. Yeah, the uh, the uh, every time they cut brute. to the yeah the brute cologne. I mean, every time they cut to that uh, that truck that was it cologne or champagne. I think that was the. I thought it was the cologne. Could have been either. Yeah, it could have been either. Um, well, we'll, we'll we're, we're going to get into all of this and more at the end of the show when we talk about Rent-A-Cop and Over the Top. I got a lot to say. I can know. It's going to be a real, uh, a real uh, uh, cinephile's feast. Uh, but before before we get into uh, Over the Top and Rent-A-Cop, we are going to... Uh, also, this came up last week. We're going to cast a recast the Avengers, uh, the kind of the Avengers slash the Marvel Cinematic Universe with David Lynch characters, characters mm -hmm. from David Lynch movies. Yes. 
Um, listeners sent us submissions. A lot of them work really well. This is kind of, you know, came up last week kind of randomly, but I think, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting because there's a lot of crossover here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's bring up, I've got, um, if you guys, I, I sent you kind of a master list of David Lynch characters. If you want to bring that up on your end, I am going to bring up here, um, a list of the Avengers characters mm-hmm. and then we can kind of you know, cross-reference and go from there. Gotcha. So I've never seen the Avengers. I'm not, sh- what am I looking for here? Because I, I, I'm taking, I'm treating this like a, one of our draft picks mm-hmm. where we would want someone to represent like different skills. Yeah, I, I added a little, a quick bio for each Avengers character, Julie, because I got I got some ma- major ones, I got some minor ones. So there's a quick bio that should give you enough information. Okay, mm-hmm. I choose not to read those. That's fine. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, I, we can we can just I can read them real quick as we go down the list, and then okay. let's just do like I don't think. Oh, Robert we, Downey Jr. Yes, that yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll go through. Let's go real the rapid Hulk, fire. I know First who thought, that best is. thought. Yeah. So. Um, Fair enough. Okay, I can figure this out as we go. Yes. Okay. Got so, it. So uh, the 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 first the you know one of the leader of the Avengers here, Iron Man, uh, a self described uh, genius billionaire playboy and philanthropist. Uh, with an uh, electromechanical suit of armor that he invented for himself. Uh, he's an arms dealer, but then kind of reformed and, f- you know, fights for mm-hmm. good or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would say, for my two cents, Iron Man kicked off the the Marvel movies. Eraserhead kicked off the David Lynch movies. Mm-hmm. I think Eraserhead is, uh, is Iron Man. And what is he the leader? Just because he was the first. He's like the iconic first one up. Okay. Yeah. I think there's something to that, that he's like the the image is strong. Yes. And, and you know you know how I know Iron Man is the first? How's that? Because I remember walking out of that movie and I remember Sure. I remember thinking Never again. You, you know, there's like that the those cultural moments where you're just like, this is a moment where I realized that I'm not on board with the moment. Yeah. Because I went with Nate and we went to see it at Lincoln Center. And I remember liking Spider-Man and Mm. he was always like into Marvel comics and Mm. X-Men. So I was like, okay, I'll go with this. I'll go with you to see this. And it was around the time when he was eating Burger King at the press conference when I turned to him and I said, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't like this. This is Mm -hmm. not for me. And then I went next door and they were playing Maid of Honor, M-A-D-E of Honor with mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey. And that was terrible, too. So then I said, I'm just going to wait in the lobby quietly. Sure. And then I did. And we had Chinese food. But I just remember, like, very specifically, like, that being the beginning of something that um, I acknowledged as a thing that I wasn't yeah. going to be a part of. Not for you. We yeah, did have we did have a listener for submission for Eraserhead for Iron Man as well. So there's listeners are thinking along the same lines. Uh, so that's um and uh, you're talking about uh, I think the character's name is Henry, right? The main yes. guy in Eraserhead. Yes. Okay, so Henry from Eraserhead, uh, Iron Man. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, next up is old Captain America. Captain America. Is he boring? Uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, boring. He's like patriotic. Uh, he was um you know, made super strong by like a serum. Uh, the listener submissions for this, uh, a lot of people were- Dale Cooper? I would say- A lot of people were thinking Agent Cooper for this one. I would yeah. say Agent yeah. Cooper or Frank Booth. 
because he represents <laughs> America. Captain America. But that's why I'm saying it. It's just like he represents. He's America? like the. He's like yeah. He's like the iconic. He's like the symbol of it, and he's the symbol. Right. I think that would be Captain Florida at this point. Okay. Well, let's slot uh let's slot in Agent Dale Cooper and Frank Booth and then come back. I, I think because I okay. think we're gonna go with Dale Cooper. Dale Cooper, I okay. That. Yeah. I mean, because well the thing too is I don't know there's probably nobody else for Dale Cooper. Well, we I think Bill Frank Pullman Booth could be from a lot Lost of these. Highway. He's kind of like a scrubbed, like, I don't know, as all American as a jazz man can be. Mm-hmm. He sort of disappears halfway through the movie, which it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that's. I think, yeah, that that ultimately works. He's the voice of or Billy Ray Cyrus justice. in Mulholland Drive. Oh, uh, the pool man uh, who's um uh, having an affair with uh, Justin Theroux's uh, wife. Um, let's see. I think li- listeners felt were, were pretty adamant about Dale Cooper for Captain America. Okay. I think that that felt like the first thought, okay. but let's we can circle back no, if that we'll doesn't feel back, right. But that, yeah. that, uh, I okay. get what they're I get why they're saying that. I get it. Um, let's see, and also feel free to. There's a lot of like iconic, you know, the, you know, what about the severed ear in Blue Velvet? What about uh the gas? I mean, I feel like we can sort of really you know play around mm-hmm. with the Lynch universe here in terms of uh, who's going to yes. be who. Okay. Um, so next up is the uh, incredible. Uh, Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Um, that who's... might be Frank Booth. Yeah, I think so too. I just think Frank Booth when he because he he hulks out as much as anybody. Yes, that's would. an excellent way of putting it. Yeah, he'd be hulking. Great, I think that makes sense. Yeah, Frank yes. Booth is the the Hulk. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thor. Thor is a Norse mythological god. Uh, he's got a big hammer. What's his personality? He's kind of boring. He's kind of dry. I got to say, Thor has a hammer. Alvin Strait has a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, the lawnmower man. You want to do lawnmower I man, think as, as Brett I would called him last week? He, Al, uh, straight story. Alvin Strait is mm-hmm. Thor-like to me. That sounds... That sounds like a one to one. That's great. Because okay. they both have a thing. This is really shaping up well so far. Uh, so next up, we've got a uh, Black Widow, uh, played by Scarlett Johansson in the uh, movies, and uh, she was a spy. She was trained uh, by the KGB, but then defected and joined, uh, you know, Shield and the Avengers, and uh, so she's like a. A uh, spy, she she can fight really well, and um, that's Black I mean, Black Widow. I, I, what about Isabella Rossellini in Blue Velvet? That's what I was gonna mm, say. Also, yeah. I think that's perfect. Just like vibe wise, and she knows. Although, although Patty Arquette in Lost Highway is also kind of has like mm-hmm. a dual personality, but don't all these folks have like a dual personality? If she's a spy and she's playing both sides, mm-hmm. maybe like. That's true. Yeah. Patty's character in Lost Highway There's a duality would be more to that. appropriate because yeah. Isabella Rossellini was like kidnapped. So she knows both sides or she wasn't kidnapped. Her husband was, but like she knows both sides of this story, but it's not like she 
is as active, I guess. Mm-hmm. I could go either way on that. I think the there's a double agent quality to Black Widow, at least in the comics as much, you know, maybe a little more than in the movies where you're not sure what side she was always on. If that's the case, then I would definitely do Patty from Lost Let's Highway. Do that yeah. one. Let's and do when that. she changes to other side, her hair is black, right? So, but yeah, so it, I think she's that playing two it. characters, and it confuses mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, except she seems to not be confused, which mm-hmm. is all that matters. Right. So that's yes. um, Renee Madison slash Alice Wakefield. Mm-hmm. She even has two mm-hmm. different names from Lost Highway. Okay, yeah. great. Um, so next up, we've got um, Hawkeye, played by Jeremy Renner. Are there um, other women? There are, yes. Oh, there's yeah. one. Okay. There'll be more. And I wanted to say real quick okay. for Hawkeye, um, there is this, and several listeners pointed this out. There is a, a character in Twin Peaks named Hawk, uh, who's one of the like deputy sheriffs who is like very intuitive and uh, he's like a tracker and he's got. So that was that was the kind of listener nomination was Hawk mm-hmm. from Twin um, Peaks. What but, is Jeremy Renner's deal on like what's his personality like? He's the least fleshed out of the of the core. He's just kind of he's a, got a bow and arrow, and he's sort of always like the kind of the last. Should he option. be the sandworm from Dune? I like that's yeah. really good. That's Let's really go good. with the sandworm. Yeah, that's from great. Dune. That's great. Is Hawkeye? All right, sandworm from Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also just saw the sandworm from uh, Beetlejuice. The, no, from the. The Marx Brothers? Sandy Marx? All right. Next up is uh, Captain Marvel. That's portrayed by Brie Larson. Uh, Captain Marvel was like a U.S. Air Force pilot, uh, then uh, exposed the cosmic energy and then became a superhuman. Like unlimited powers, this character. Flies around in space, super strong. Um, that's Captain so I, Marvel. I know that there's a temptation to put a Laura Dern character here, but I'm gonna say I would like representation for the Lady Eight and the Radiator from um, Eraserhead. This I is what I'll that. say: If is uh, I, I have not seen Eraserhead since I was. Uh, I've in seen my it early very 20s. recently. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna ask you. Captain Marvel is I have a full in, incredibly life. powerful. Just that there is a the whole the point of that character is is this is an incredibly strong character. What does that parallel Lady and the Radiator? I think so. Okay, then that's great. I just wanted to make sure we had that was a was a I'm trying a to think of the women in Mulholland Drive, like if um Laura Herring's role is like that. If it's closer to that, I haven't seen Mulholland Drive in a little while. I think we go with the. What do you I think, think? I like. Brett. What, I like what you're saying. Yeah, I think Lady in the Radiator is, is very good. Um, the uh, let's go with that because the most um, for me the most one to one, but I don't want to do it because it would recast it as a as a mm-hmm. as a male role. But um, one of my favorite characters in Twin Peaks is Major Garland Briggs, who's like the army officer who gets into the paranormal and UFOs, mm-hmm. and then sort of like becomes this like weird space deity at the end. So that that's a one to one, but I don't want to okay. I don't want to do any like you know we gotta. There's a, a scant female representation as it is in the Avengers. Do we have is is Scarlet Witch in this? Yes, list? absolutely. I'm gonna just so jump we can the line. Find a Laura Dern. I would say Scarlet yeah. Witch is. There's a tragic quality to Scarlet Witch that makes me want to go with um, uh, Isabella Rossellini. Oh, that's great, mm-hmm. Velvet. Yeah, that's great. 
Dorothy. Yeah, I've got them. Yeah. Uh, we're still in the heroes, but Scarlet Witch is in like the sort of but just so we in can be between characters. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and slot okay. that in. That's yeah. Dorothy. Okay. Uh, is it Valens from? Um, yeah, from Blue Velvet. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. I just out of curiosity, what is everyone's favorite David Lynch movie? Mine is Blue Velvet. Yeah, probably. Probably Blue Velvet. Brett. Oh, um, I this guy's gonna say Mulholland Drive. <laughs> I I have um, I have come around to the, like the kind of the rediscovery of Mulholland Drive. I've I like it more and more the more I watch it. Uh, I do love Blue Velvet. I actually this is this is a, a not this is like not a not a cool answer, but I the, the, man the Elephant Man like kills me every time I watch it. I really like that movie. Just like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know the. Oh, like final scene where he builds the cathedral and then that song's playing and he kind of you know decides to is David Bowie go. in that? Um, David Bowie in the Elephant Man. He was on Broadway as the Elephant. That's Man. that's what it was. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, finally, I'd never seen footage from it until the Moon Age Daydream documentary. Had oh some, God, I have to see that. Had some footage of of him on stage. I bet he was incredible. I've been watching footage of him uh, singing with Tina. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of Tina yeah. stuff, and the yeah. the the respect that like he had for her and Mick Jagger had for her while they were mm-hmm. performing on stage is so palpable. Like the British guys, like I just I mean she always knew that Europe got her more wasn't a coincidence that she you know went where she was wanted but mm-hmm. just how they look at her and mm-hmm. it's really it's really something else yeah no it's it's uh he uh you got to see the movie cuz you'll really understand I can't wait. that period of David Bowie's life also yep. which was a very kind of transitional stretch right before he went incredibly commercial right before let's dance Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up, and this is a this is gonna be a, this is a tough one. Uh, but I did want to include it. Obviously, a key part of the uh, Avengers uh, is uh, T'Challa, Black Panther, uh, David Lynch. Uh, I know Wes Anderson's been getting some shit for this lately. David Lynch has no major uh, non-white actors in any of his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, I, I don't know what to do here, except to say uh, David Lynch ha- needs to. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, that, look, that's a that's a that's a, a shortcoming on David Lynch's yeah. side. We can tap into the majesty and strength of the character, right? Or we don't want to omit it. We don't want to omit the role either. No, because... but we can look at the spirit and the like. The thing we can go beyond the the uh, the 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 first layer of things because David Lynch has some some, some shortcomings. Short, some, so yeah. yeah. Who's who is a noble? Who is a noble, well, strong character? Are we who, talking about someone who's like, like rebellious? Who like went against the the grain, like despite everything else going on around? Like, just a what great, were the challenges that he faced that like he, over that he overcame? He's brave. just he's just a true great guy, a true strong. He's a mensch. Um, yes. Well, is so I haven't seen Wild at Heart forever, but mm. is what is Nick Cage's character like? Is he troubled? 
What if it's Naomi Watts in uh, Mulholland Drive? Is she like, I got the sense that she had some like ingenue stuff, like Babe in the Woods, but she was always like, she had like a good heart. Mm -hmm. That was always my impression of that character was that she was sort of a straight shot. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I would be up for that if that character fits the bill, definitely. Let's do let's do Naomi Watts. Great. Okay. Cool. All right. Um let's see. Here we go. Uh two quick ones. Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Uh okay. two kind of the more like wisecracking uh members of the uh of the team. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's a teenager. Uh, Ant-Man's like a thief turned hero, kind of a rogue. We should funny probably guy. look down some Twin Peaks characters then, right? To get some younger well, people like, in there. To be like what, the log lady? Or oh, you mean people in high school? Bobby Briggs? Is he is he bad? Bobby he Briggs was bad. like the was like the bad boy. Yeah. Um James Hurley was the guy on the motorcycle who was more of like well, the, you know. Did we do a Kyle McLaughlin in Blue Velvet yet? Like he could be mm. Spider Man. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he would be Spider. Yeah, like is that too much Kyle McLaughlin? No, gotta have at least What's two on a Lynch list. I think. Yeah, it's inevitable. Hmm. I think for Ant Man, it should be the dude who's like in the candy bar. You like will be back in style. The the giant. <laughs> the giant. Actually, it's a good uh, kind of a funny inversion there. Well, isn't that big? Ant Man to the giant, and but Ant Man also becomes giant. He's right, a couple, he's, he, beat, he is big too. That's right. And also, I'm pretty irked. I got to say, the candy bar I like still not back. What are they? Goo Goo Clusters? No. Which? It's called pile of trash. <laughs> Was my favorite candy bar as a kid, and the 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 motto is "You are what you eat." It's like uh, yeah, you are what you eat, and it was just a giant block of chocolate. It's like that ice cream caramel. place you went to that you'd get like a big mess. What was it called? Right, what was it called? Farrell's, the big pig. I know, award. but the name of the ice cream it's thing, the big pig that... award. No, I. It really was. <laughs> you'd get the big pig award for eating. Wasn't the name of the Sunday a big mess or something? I can't. It was. I. I know they gave you a ribbon that said "Big Pig" on it, and I. I'll get that ribbon. Wanted that. No, I, I got to earn that ribbon. That's stolen valor. If I ever wore that ribbon, without <laughs> eating that it. trough of ice cream, um, that's stolen valor. I would never be able to live with myself. If you had or hadn't. Or I wouldn't be able to live. Period. If I ate yeah, that die. much ice cream, you'd pass away. Yeah. Um, How many more of these idiots are there, Brett? Oh, uh, we're almost there. We're almost we're almost uh, done with the heroes, and then there's less of the villains. Um, let's do the villains next week. All right, great. Let's let, we'll stop with the heroes then. Um, okay. Uh, so Spider Man, uh, we didn't end up with. Uh, I mean, maybe what about like um, uh, Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks, the Sherilyn Fenn character? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. She was so pretty. That was uh. uh... Everybody couldn't uh, believe Audrey Horn when she could tie the cherry stem. Oh, the in her mouth. Her mouth. I can do that too. Uh, um. 
Yeah, and you can do one of those fancy Boy Scout um, yeah. knots. Yes. So, and I did it, and I tied my mouth. I was like, <laughs> and then a Boy Scout had to come over and, and like, cut the your and lips cut off. the cherry stem. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can't breathe. And Woody Allen came over and actually helped me. <laughs> he leapt from his seat. Mm-hmm. All right, let me grab. We'll grab. Give me, give me three more, and then we'll, and then we'll call quits for this week. And we'll okay, come back next. Got week. it. Okay. Right. So uh, we've got here uh, two characters from Guardians of the Galaxy: Groot and Rocket Raccoon. Ah, here we Groot, go. Groot, uh, big tree, says, "I am Groot." Uh, Rocket Raccoon, uh, uh, little raccoon, uh, big weapons. Um, well, do, do either of them provide jump scares like the lady behind the dumpster in Mulholland Drive, or do we want her on the villain list? She could be Groot. She has a yeah, maybe she's a she's got a Groot quality. Is she Grooty? I think you could do Dean Stockwell in Blue Velvet as like Rocket Raccoon mm, a little bit. Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, he does. He likes you know he likes music. He likes his Roy Orbison. There's all those are always playing music in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Boy, I'm sure deck. Roy Orbison loved checking that movie out too. It's just like. <laughs> Roy, you're, they're using your mu- music in this thing. I'm going to go to the theater and see it tonight. He's just like in you the theater. You know what, though? If Roy Orbison wanted people to acknowledge his emotions, he could have stopped looking like Tony Clifton. Because I can't imagine that guy expressing say, any emotion behind all that thick makeup and that wig and those dark glasses. Tony Clifton, yeah. Like, Roy Orbison scared me when i was growing up and he was on television because i was like a candy colored clown they call a man man <laughs> he looked like those those old women that wore those like sunglasses oh, over their oh. own glasses yeah you're like you realize you can get glasses like in a prescription you can get sunglasses like in your own like no i'm good yeah man that's a dude who had some serious pain in his life did he roy orbison yeah Sad stuff. Well, that's a shame. And then he came all the way back and died. Which was also just like, Roy Orbison's back. Roy Orbison's dead. Yeah. Was like how it went. That's how you do it. He's in the traveling Wilburys, gets one album back. He was in the traveling. God. Yeah. Yeah. Then he keeled over. We had a listener nomination for Groot. We had listener nominations for uh, the Log Lady. You know, there's like a tree connection that's there. That's true. Uh, oh, that's yeah, wood, very wood. And then, we might need to respect that. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. We also had nominations for the Eraserhead Baby for Groot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Eraserhead Baby's got to go in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. The Eraserhead Baby is a villain. That thing is gross yeah, and weird. Could be a Thanos, I would not put it as a hero uh, in any. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm feeling like Thanos is going to be Robert Blake. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm not yeah. going to tip my hand yeah. just yet yeah. on that. Uh, do we want to do Log Lady for Groot then? That feels like a... Sure, sure. that's trees. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, great. And then um, let's see. Um, one more then, uh, or two more, but one has already been, the listeners were spot on with one of them. We got to go with theirs, but, but first we'll do Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange. I know one of your favorites, Tom, Dr. Strange, um, brilliant neurosurgeon, uh, car accident, couldn't do, couldn't do surgery anymore. And then he learns the, the mystical arts and becomes like a magician. Yeah. Um, are we, is there someone from, um, wild at heart? Crispin Glover is just like a mentally ill person that puts cockroaches in his butt. Yeah, Jingle Dell. 
Yeah, but I wonder if like hmm. is Nick Cage like a good is this a good place for Nick Cage? It kind of is. It's a very yeah. The we magic. Could... We need like the magic or like the mist, like the kind of mystical mm-hmm. stuff in there. Yeah. Well, then do we want to go? What with about Mr. Mistopheles? Mr. Mistopheles. Magical mystery cat. Yeah. Remember when? You know what? Now I'm getting angry because I'm thinking about how much better David Lynch's cats would have been than Tom Hopper's cats. Could you imagine? Yes, again, and I'm getting angry and excited and angry again. I'm not putting any cats in the movie. <laughs> The whole point of cats is to have no cats in it. I'm totally <laughs> on just, board. He would just, and you'd be like, uh huh, okay. I'm so into the idea of David Lynch's cats. I love this idea. Okay, so oh, let's go. who's magical? Let's I it. mean, Ann Miller in Mulholland Drive seems like she's from mm. another world. Like she's mm, like she died from, hundreds of years yeah. ago. Or the uh, the person in the theater, the Silencio singer in. Uh, in, yes, uh, that's, in Mulholland Drive. That's a good one. That's yeah. a that's a very good one because Robert Blake is too evil to be in this group. No, he's got to be Thanos, the ultimate. He's, he's definitely. How about Robert Loja? But... Where's he at? And I forget what he. Yeah, did he's like a movie. gangster. In he's a bad Lost guy. Highway. Uh, he's a fun. He's kind of a funny gangster. Yeah. You like porno? Hey Billy. Hey Billy. <laughs> you like porno? Oh. You like ears and found in fields? Yeah. You want a weird baby? I like the singer. Yeah, from... let's do the Silencio singer. Okay. Yeah, because they're they're still we we got a bunch more next week to get to. So I think we'll find we'll find something for for all of our favorites here. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to do real quick. Um, and we can give the listeners a chance to dispute to yes. any yes. of our, our choices that we can discuss yeah. as well. Absolutely. Uh, and the the last one, um, there was a there was a consensus among the listeners um, on this one. And I think they 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 hit the nail on the head for for uh, Nick Fury. um Nick Fury, who is the uh, uh, Samuel Jackson character, he is the the leader. He kind of puts, he assembles the Avengers, mm-hmm. and he has an iconic eye patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the listeners all suggested uh, Nadine Hurley from uh, from Twin Peaks, who also has an iconic an iconic eye patch. Um, or David Lynch is John Ford. That's what I was. Oh wow! Say. Yeah, Julie, great I point. Was looking for the name on the list. <laughs> As you were saying it, because I was saying like he put he the whole thing together. might be funny to say assemble. What does he say? Assemble. Avengers assemble. <laughs> that's uh, that's William Burroughs, not David Lynch. Sorry. So David Lynch is John Ford in the uh, Fablemans. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> That's William Burroughs doing the uh, Gettysburg Address. Um, so what? <laughs> so we stop at this point. Yeah, let's let's uh, stop here, and then next week we will come back for uh, the villains, for the in between mm-hmm. characters, for some deep cuts. We'll do the second half of David Lynch's Avengers and really quick to review what we've got so far. Feel free to chime in on social. Let us know what you think about these. Yeah. Chime in. We've got, uh, chime in everybody. Don't chime in. 
You can chime in. I'll see it. I, uh, maybe I'll respond or retweet. No, you. Who chime knows? in. Of course, chime in. Don't chime in. <laughs> I'm letting you two work this out. No, no, no. But seriously, Brett will hear it, so chime in. Don't chime in. Chime you in till you're... Th- chi- you really chime in hard on this. If you want me to think you're cool, don't chime in. But please, everybody, the list is going up. Let us know how you feel about it. Chime in. We yeah, love chime we in. love social engagement. We love hearing from you. <laughs> the thing that even I don't find funny, but I'm still doing it. You love it. I was like, man, this is not as funny as I thought it was, and I'm still. I did it three more times past <laughs> when I wanted number. to stop. That's how comedy works. That's why we're yeah. on strike. Pay attention. As Iron Man, we've got Henry uh, from Eraserhead. Henry from Eraserhead. Uh, Agent Dale Cooper playing the Captain America role. Uh, as the Incredible Hulk, it's Frank Booth. Frank Booth. As Thor, we've got <laughs> Alvin Strait. One. That's, That's so funny, too, because it's one. like we've just decided he's a good guy. <laughs> There's no like good guy, bad guy with this stuff, I think. Well, the whole thing people don't realize Alvin Stray was riding that lawnmower because he murdered his family. <laughs> with the with the lawnmower, they were going with the very lawnmower. Slowly. They never show underneath the lawnmower because it's blood and bone. The slowest ever. Yeah. Murder. Alvin Strait as Thor. Uh, as a Black Widow, we've got um, uh, Patricia Arquette's character from Lost Highway, Renee Madison slash mm-hmm. Alice Wakefield. Yeah. Uh, as Hawkeye, it's the Sandworm from Dune. The Sandworm from Dune. Yeah. Uh, as Captain Marvel, it's the Lady in the Radiator from Eraserhead. Uh, as Black Panther, it is the, the Naomi Watts character from Mulholland Drive. Uh, Betty Elm slash Diane Selwyn. Uh, Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks will be playing Spider-Man. The Giant from Twin Peaks will be playing Ant-Man. The Log Lady from Twin Peaks will be playing Groot. Ben from Blue Velvet, uh, that's the Dean Stockwell (laughs) character, will be playing Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the opera singer from Mulholland Drive as Doctor Strange and David Lynch as John Ford in The Fablemans as Nick Fury. David yes. Lynch's Avengers Assemble. I think the David Lynch Avengers could beat the crap out of the original Avengers, the one with the list we just put together. I, I don't so. know, but I think that they'd, um, I don't know if they'd beat the crap out of them, but I think they'd mm-hmm. probably kill them in like a yeah. 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 upsetting way, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. Terrifier 2 style, just a, mm-hmm. just a real bloodbath. You've mentioned Terrifier a couple times, and I want to know what your relationship is to, is it Bob the Clown? What's that clown's name? Art the Clown. Art the Clown. Yeah, he's so, he's so like, interesting. Like, what, what an interesting character. <laughs> like, wow. Like, just like, it's just such a interesting, uh, just as far as, like, who he is? What is he saying? You know, mm. why do these movies exist? I, I love that there's an easy answer for all of those mm. Terrifier Films, I call them, not movies, because they are um, good. Mm -hmm. They improve the world. And I like, um, they make me feel good. Mm -hmm. 
Every, and I guess know? I'm just yeah, I guess I'm just curious what 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 your relationship is to those movies brett they're like the godfather for you or uh yeah i think they they are uh, i mean they definitely are the preeminent you know f- film franchise that's going on right now in your life uh yeah and is uh, that since you've become a father and if so do you want to talk about that at all sure yeah uh there's there's probably some sort of relationship uh oh, there um Yep. Uh, you know, as long as you don't, as long as there's not an episode of Weekend at Bergman where I have to see you wearing like Art the Clown makeup. Yeah. they do have a mask. I, I will at, never uh, be okay. They do have a mask at Hollywood Twin costume I've been eyeing. It's very there's, high there's up. A, it's someone, very high up. Yeah, it's hard to. You, it's not for you know. It's not for like. Uh, it's like you. you sissies. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I don't think they want sissies. people like trying it on. Sissies. <laughs> If okay. you buy that mask, that is a homicide mission. Yeah. Someone's going to die of a heart attack when they mm. see you in that thing. I'm fascinated by Art the Clown because it's such a familiar uh, trope of the creepy clown, but there's mm. something kind of different about this one. There's something a little different about Art the Clown. He's funny. Clowns are friendly, and this guy is like, not. What was you your think, name? When I say clown, what do you think of Tom? Fun, right? Friendly. Oh, I think I'm, if I think of clowns, I'm getting ready to laugh nonstop, first of all. There's I'm just getting ready like to laugh and not stop laughing. scary about them. They're clowns. They're it's clowns. Like, They're fun. Lo- They're here. Everyone to- loves a clown. They're telling They're me to have a good fun. time, and I do. Why we wouldn't I have do, a good time? And that's why art is doing something different. I mean, that's why he is called art. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's in the name. What was your name as a child magician, Brett? Uh, I did not. So I did not uh, have uh, a name per se, but I did have a persona. I did have a persona, which was the uh, traveling. um, I was a traveling clown magician. So I would always I would show up with a briefcase like I just got back from a work trip. Sure. uh, Like out of breath and then. Open up the briefcase. What do I got in you here? Open commuter, up the briefcase. The commuter clown? Yeah, the, the deadbeat dad clown. Yeah. Hey, Billy. The, I made up a lie. It's your birthday. <laughs> so I could have an affair with another woman. I know I didn't get you anything for your last two birthdays, Billy. And this is the the eight-year-old clown uh, magician talking like this. Hey, guys. Like uh, another like Christmas present bought from Hudson News. At, yeah. Uh, yeah. You like phone chargers, right? I got you some gum. That's like candy. I got you an airplane neck rest. Got you one of these airplane neck uh, cushions. I was thinking of it. Another little league game. You you look Vogue magazine, right? (laughs) (laughs) And here's something for you, uh, little Janet. It's a copy of of Vogue magazine. No one one under... No one under 50 is named Janet. Well, this guy doesn't know that his kid's not named Janet. Yeah. He said, let's name her Janet. I got to go. And then he assumed that the kid stuck with Janet. The commuter magician. I like this. Um, So, yeah, that and Art the Clown. And um, we're just clowning around uh, here on this show. And next up, we've got... uh, uh, oh, we're going to look at uh, uh, two movies. Wow, this is exciting. Two uh, movies from so, the... So, Brett, had you seen either of these or neither of them? Uh, you, and I... by the way, do you like how I switched it up so either didn't rhyme with neither? I like that. I thought that, that was, was pretty cool. 
It shows that the English language is playful. You can do things with it. <laughs> it shows and that the English language it. is new to me and confusing. Yeah. And these words are not so con- under my control, and I can't my always. Brain is so under that's the why I hit. Of- medications that may or may not have been prescribed to me yeah these words they are not my friends so i (laughs) let my fists do the wording I had uh, never seen Rent a Cop, nor had I heard of Rent a Cop. That was this was a complete mm-hmm. uh, a gift from the heavens mm-hmm. this week. Learning about it and watching it uh, over the top, probably saw it about forty times when I was a kid. Oh, so, so both so, of you yeah. had seen Over the Top many, okay. many times. Yeah, got it. Not forty for me. Probably two over the years. It was one of those cable movies it's on cable all the time. All Just the time. ran nonstop on cable. So, but I thought it sucked then. I'm a little older than you, Brett. Uh, I'm a few years older than you. And it was, yeah. So we, we, I brought up over the top last episode of Double Threat. Julie brought up Rent-A-Cop on the last episode of Double Threat. I knew of Rent-A-Cop. I had never seen Rent-A-Cop. I, as I said, I had seen over the top probably twice over the years, we decided let's watch both. And so you watched Over the Top again as a refresher course. Yes. And can you give us uh, maybe, uh, Tom, you take one, Julie, take the other, just a quick 60 second or less summary of these movies for people well, who I'll do the summary them. of I'll do the summary of Over the Top. Mm-hmm. Great. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, it's about um, uh, a, a, a trucker who doesn't have a relationship with his son and then he picks up his son from military school and takes him to and basically like like starts a relationship with his son even though he hasn't been around for the kid's life and then the kid's mother dies and then the kid's grandfather wants custody of him but he develops a bond with Sylvester Stallone's character and the process learns that Sylvester Stallone is also a competitive arm wrestler. Mm-hmm. And even though the grandfather like won't give Sylvester Stallone custody because he doesn't have any money and he thinks he's a loser, Sylvester Stallone proves him wrong by going to Las Vegas and winning an arm wrestling contest and ultimately getting custody of his kid. Yes. Perfect. Great summer. Did I did I miss any? The, no, that, like, it's the, all the, the, the And the all grandfather the is Robert Loja. Mm. And there, uh, besides the... Um, mother who who dies there are no women in this movie at all there's a woman arm wrestler for four seconds okay yeah they quick they do a quick montage of the fact that there's a a simultaneously a a a women's arm wrestling competition going on but it's a very quick montage without much specificity is there a is there a portal where i go to that movie oh i wish there was Uh, i'm thinking sequel i was thinking sequel when i saw that okay now, the movie Rent-A-Cop is about a police officer who watches most of the Chicago Police Department get slaughtered in a... It's so violent, <laughs> right? In an opening scene. Isn't it, isn't it like the most yeah. shockingly violent yeah. movie? We, I can't, we got a lot to talk about with that. Okay. He... he 
in a in a botched kind of like uh uh they're they're trying to catch somebody the killer almost uh murders a uh sex worker played by Liza Minnelli Burt Reynolds is the cop he gets kicked off the force because of the way this this botched uh raid went but the killer is now still trying to kill Liza Minnelli, who tracks down the cop, who is now a rent-a-cop working as a mall Santa, um, because her life is in jeopardy, and he starts to help her get to the bottom of who's trying to kill her and uncovers a conspiracy that runs through the police force, and the two of them team up to uh to catch the person trying to kill Liza Minnelli is that fair yes and in the process I'd say they they fall in love even though they're um, unlikely they're an unlikely duo yes and both of these movies I don't think we knew it at the time both these movies came out in 1987 so this is this is was was the year of over the top and rent a cop fine vintage and I remember the Oscars that year it was really which one's gonna take all the awards <laughs> cop or cop cop or which top yeah. cop or cop mm-hmm. the winner cop top. best actor get up here you SOB <laughs> Terry Stallone Loja Loja you best supporting actor Robert Loja, get up here, USOB, for to- over That's the, the supporting top. actress, yeah. Diane Warwick, you piece of shit. <laughs> walk on, don't walk on yeah. by. Now, these are both masterpieces. Masterpieces. If you, yeah, look, they're both bad in <laughs> in certain ways. Some more pronounced than others. Did I have fun watching Rent-A-Cop? Yeah, I did. I'm so glad! <laughs> but let me say this. I am in, I, I was in such a bad mood before we started the show. Why? I had watched Over the Top last night, rented it on Apple TV, even though it's on YouTube. Not sure why I did that just had that money was weighing down my pockets you know mm-hmm. so then i rent rent a cop i watch i have 20 minutes to go on it when i go to bed and i'm like i'll get up either i'll wake up or i'll watch it before i head to the forever dog studios or i'll get a jump on and go to the forever dog studios and finish watching it on my laptop which is what turned out to happen i get to the studio Click on to watch the final 20 minutes of Rent-A-Cop. You are watching this movie on too many devices. Oh, my God. Oh, on, this is Apple. why we're striking. This is Amazon now. Oh. Jesus. So then I have to re-rent it on Apple to see the final 20 minutes. Of, so I've paid. I've rented Rent-A-Cop twice in the last eight hours. I ended two up different buying streamers. Rent- I ended up buying Rent-A-Cop. I bought Rent-A-Cop. Mm-hmm. You own Rent-A-Cop. I own now. Rent-A-Cop and 
Brett, you are getting the invoices. You're getting the receipts from both me yeah, and Yeah, send Bob. that to Forever Dog Care of Brett. Uh, I watched Rent-A-Cop on some dark web website uh, that yeah. had ads on the side that said uh, the sexiest video game of 2023, and it's, it's not too Marks. late to rebuild your teeth and gums at home. I like oh. that now Brett's computer doesn't work <laughs> because of that. He saved a quick four bucks and now is going to be the guy at the Apple store. And they're just going, what did you do to this thing? Like the genius. Your teeth and gums look great. Did you rebuild them at home? You did a great job rebuilding them. (laughs) Rebuilding them? Yeah. Rebuilding them. They've got a little graphic here. And oh boy, these teeth and gums start out terrible. Oh uh, no! And by yeah. the end, oh, they're looking great. I would play that fully in rebuilt. As a sidebar, Julie, I want to say, well, first of all, what do we got with the shirts? We got inventory still. We got inventory on these shirts. Which shirts? Your shirts. Oh, my character actor shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing customs, but not for long. It's okay. limited time. I probably, uh, I'll probably stop doing them after this airs, like Monday okay. or like early next week. Well, Monday how about you say exactly? How about this? Custom, there's a grace yeah. period from when this show airs. Would you give the Ab- listeners that? Absolutely, of course. A 48 of course. hour grace period to Wednesday night. Sure, I'll stop taking orders. Well, everybody should get these. These are cool shirts, and they're they're bespoke, handmade. Thank you. Yes, and I still have a loja for some reason. No one wants this loja. Yeah. Double threat listeners. Why people don't want a Loja yeah. shirt? What's wrong with yeah. who doesn't want a shirt that says Loja on it? Very strange. So we both watch these movies. Yes, and I have a. Should we should we start with my list? Yeah. Yes. I have a list of my top five moments from each movie. Great. Which let's, one should we do? Let's do first? let's do over the top. because uh, um Yes, I'd never seen the clips this from, monstrosity uh, before. Renicop, it's gonna, <laughs> I, it's I said this computer. to you the other day. I, I thought I liked Giorgio Moroder. Turns out I hate Giorgio <laughs> yeah. Moroder. Meet me halfway. All of those songs. And then how are how many of those guys and like I actually was kind of I got off when they got to Las Vegas and they and then it was like every wrestler they clearly did a casting call for every mm. wrestler in the world yeah yes to show up and just be like so is this is it mean for me to just say like that if these guys weren't so ugly it would have been homoerotic I they're so I, ugly these that referee with those with that beard this movie. In my notes, yeah. Nobody is attractive in this movie. Nobody is attractive in this movie, and I'm watching this movie thinking, "Am I a lesbian?" Because I have never been more disgusted by men. No, this is a rough. I give, I give, I, I give them a, a strange sense of, uh, of, of, of admiration for this because they cast real people in this thing. Real wrestlers. Yeah. And they are, they on look steroids. like mean monsters. There's one guy that looks like Gallagher on steroids. There's Thrash, another guy. The Thrasher? Uh, the yes. Guy at the end or the, oh, the bald guy or the. Not the bald guy. Okay. There was a guy who also looked like. Uh, Gallagher on steroids is terrifying. 
Do you remember that guy? Oh, it was the guy that almost looked, he almost looked like an IT tech for a second, and then he lifted his biceps up, and he yes. was like ripped. Then there was oh, another guy who yeah. looked nightmare. like, yeah. he looked like Sean Penn in Carlito's way <laughs> if he was a weightlifter. But it is not fly, a good like, look. This is a rough group of, right. of actors in this movie. Not a whole lot of sex appeal. This is not a good date night movie. No, and that, and then, but I do think Sly Sloan like was very vain about. I think he thought he looked amazing. Oh, he thought he looked oh, God, so good. Fubar, are you talking about Fubar? Oh, there's I'm not some women. About Fubar, there's one, that guy. Right? That guy's the Carlitos oh, way guy. Yeah. Grow up. That's Although, Carlitos way. I do appreciate the ginger representation. Yeah, he's wearing like a polo shirt, and then he whoa, and he rips that. They yeah, yeah. you're got, mine. It's just. It's also that steroid physique of like just made of grapefruits. Yeah. Yep. I I didn't like this part. Oh, there's of Gallagher. Gallagher. There's, there's Gallagher. Gallagher. <laughs> oh my god, that's totally Gallagher. And there's also a lot of like guys slapping e- themselves, yeah. each other. Um. It yeah. is, and I also started reading about arm wrestling competitions, <laughs> and I'm going to Las Vegas. You are not. I'm bringing my, I'm going to sell my truck. To get another truck. It was like a, the worst ever O. Henry story. <laughs> there were so many, there were so many trucks in the movie, first of all, because Robert Loja wants his grandson to be his son, basically. His son's son. His son's son. Yes. He says to Stallone, who's Hawk, playing Lincoln, Lincoln Hawk. Hawk, he goes, look out that window. And he looks out the window, and there's a tractor trailer there. He goes, "That's a state of the art tractor trailer, top of the top of the industry." You take that that truck's yours if you get out of here. And here's a check for half a million dollars. He also offers him. I'd be just like, "Look, my son is gonna in six years. He's a mm-hmm. legal. He's he's an adult. Yeah. He can come hang out with me then." I think I'm going to leave with the half million dollars and the truck. See you in six years, son. Yeah. But then he's also trying to win a truck in the arm wrestling competition. I watched it with my friend Nate, and I asked him This guy, Nate, is watching some kind of movies with you. I know. Iron Man and, over the top. I know. I, I and he he was the first person I watched Rent a Cop with too. Um and uh and I was like, when you were little, did you like trucks? Like as a little boy, and you know mm. what he said to me? My first word was truck. I tell you, little boys like trucks. I know. It it's de- I mean, it's definitely a thing and Sylvester Stallone is absolutely tapping into that like very specific kind of I don't want to call it toxic masculinity. I it's just a very specific I'll just call it 1987 like sledgehammer masculinity. Yes, it's a very lunk-headed masculine. It's like a steroid masculinity. Well, speaking of sledgehammer, this is the scene uh, that was on Julie's list where uh he's just been uh he's been turned away at the gates of Robert Loge's mansion. Uh, he's trying to see his son. Uh and oh, yeah. they turn him away. It was not um, easy finding like five moments of this that I really liked, but this was definitely one hmm. of them. And he and he's slowly backing his 18-wheeler up. Um as though to leave, but then yeah. d- decides to stay. He's 
backing the truck up. Security guards are watching. Stallone in the... Oh! Now he's revving it. Oh, he's accelerating. He's driving it toward the mansion gate. No! Crashes through the mansion gate. Drives over the grounds. He's driving the through statues. a fountain. Just he's intentionally hitting statues. Destroying the landscape. Right through the front of the mansion. This plays like a scene. Oh, now he's at the top of the stage. Doesn't Loja have that line? Like What <laughs> hell have you done? Like, Come with me, please. Mike, please. Do you actually think that you can get away with what you've done? You think you can come in here, destroy my home, and take Michael with you? Michael Cutler is my boy! That you was deserted a line him years ago, and that's a fact that you can't change, no matter what you do. Damn you! Yeah, pretty <laughs> dramatic. This is Great why he won the Oscar. Lucia. Um, I watched this movie. hadn't seen it in in a very long time. First of all, it's directed by uh, of the Golan, Golan Golan Globus. Producing team, it's Golan's directing yeah. uh, is the director of this movie. I don't know if it's his directing debut, but is he it, is it's the Manahem Golan, right? Yeah, and it's a canon yeah. movie, right, from the famous uh, canon production it uh, house. Yes, yeah, yes, and uh, yes, because I wanted to shoot myself out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to shoot a cannon at my eyes. Um, there's a scene in this movie. Well, first of all, he picks his son up from the military academy because his dying wife thought it would be a great idea for them to bond. Mm -hmm. Why is he not connected to his son? They kind of never say. He had things to do. I think and he says, like, like he cheated on me, but, like, I'm over it, or that was a long time ago. Whatever. It was, it was, very, it was shockingly forgets. vague. Yeah. He picks a kid up. Kid hates him. <laughs> Hates this guy, tells him his truck stinks, it's it's ugly, it's messy. Can I see some ID to even prove that you're my father? I don't have a father. We never see why this kid starts to like this guy. Suddenly he's just like laughing alongside him yeah. in the truck. But then there's a moment where the kid, who's 12, I believe, starts saying to him, I don't see any books in this truck. Well, first of all, I'm driving a truck. I'm supposed to be reading a book and driving mm -hmm. a truck at the same time. It's like, it's not all muscles. He's like telling him life is not just muscles. Mm -hmm. Stallone pulls the truck over and he goes, basically says, you're calling me stupid. Yeah. Let's see how well you can do doing what I do, drive a truck. Right. And he makes him, he right, makes him yes. sit and drive he says, the truck. Drive, genius. Drive, genius. And you know what? Yep. Within what? 35 seconds, the kid figured out how to drive the truck. <laughs> so he's basically saying, yeah, you are stupid. It didn't take me long to figure out how to do the thing that you thought would be impossible for me to do. I'm driving the truck. Still no books in the truck. No my books. initial my initial theory still stands. You're stupid, Dad. 
That kid picks up driving so fast. Later in the movie, he just yeah. steals a car and he drives across town. He steals a, yeah. pi- a pickup truck and he drives through Los Angeles, knows how to get to LAX. It's LAX? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, to fly to Vegas. Yeah. I mean, he's just, yeah, he's just driving through rush hour traffic. And I mean, this kid can't be more than, uh, you know, 13 years old. Yeah. I also uh, wanted driving to point like out that the, the military school he graduates from is very lax about the haircuts that those kids yeah. are allowed to have. Yes. What a beetle like, cut. Soldier, like reporting for duties. Kid has like a bad news bear bull cut. Yeah. It's. They go to a. Uh, a diner, a roadside mm-hmm. diner. And this kid's real judgy about uh about f- Sylvester Stallone's diet, and he wants tuna fish salad and whole wheat toast and spring water with a slice of lemon. Yeah. You're like, kid, I wouldn't get the tuna fish at this place. Yeah, kid. Unless you want to be uh visiting a couple more truck stops. Yeah. <laughs> uh unless you want to see the inside of a truck stop turlet down the road you might want to pass on some roadside tuna fish my impression was that he and that was my nickname in high school by the way roadside, roadside tuna, tuna fish, fish. Yeah. my impression was that he starts respecting and liking his dad once he sees him win in arm wrestling at the truck stop no i get but i think even before that he had softened a, right. a hair but then he's loving this guy but he tells him, he's like, you're a hustler. You're a hustler. Yeah. Then he watches his, his dad as, look, if I had a dollar for every time I got drawn into some sort of arm wrestling scenario at a roadside diner, with right. which is fully set up for tournament, mm-hmm. <laughs> tournament grade arm wrestling. Yeah, with the table and the, and the hand, the handle that you got to grab. It's it's one of these movies that tries to convince you that there's a world where people are just regularly losing their marbles over arm wrestling. And it's not just the adults; the kids are all ready to arm wrestle too. Because then he he uh, he he yes. he kind of forces his kid to arm wrestle this bully at the arcade. Yeah, and everybody immediately knows what the deal is. Okay, oh, you know, arm wrestling is kind of the shared yeah language yeah. of this. It's the world. shared language. Uh, they yeah, are this everybody world. is ready to arm wrestle at the drop of a hat. And those kids in that arm wrestling scene are the weirdest looking kids <laughs> yes, I've ever are. seen in scene. my life. No offense to these kids. I'm not trying to judge. They're not children anymore. Oh, it is, a col- it is the cologne. Yeah, I just want to say real quick. It, it smells is a, like a man. It smells like a man. Uh, this is, there. I, man, a lot of flashbacks for me in this movie, just watching it, but Brute, this is, uh, I remember this is the uh, cologne my dad would wear. He would buy me this every uh, Christmas oh, no. to be in my stocking. So this, there's a lot of flashbacks here. Uh, but Brute, yeah, it's just like, you know, uh, drugstore cologne. Um, uh, but it's good. It's got a very distinct smell, and it's a very hot. It's a good It's a good value for cologne, Brute. I was hoping there would be some CB radio talk where he'd say, like, breaker, breaker, I'm in the smell mobile. Yeah. I'm in the, <laughs> or yeah. whatever you call that yeah, thing. I'm in the stink with... box driving down. Yeah, I'm the stink box. All right, here's these these arcade bullies. And Super Mario Brothers game. There it is. Did any of some great pinballs? Some great looking games here. Well, I got a kid here that I think could beat any one of you guys, say, two out of three times. He's a practical joker, sorry. He's just a shy kid. 
As a matter of fact, I'm so sure I'm willing to put money That's on good it. that a grown man approaches Kid, young boys I could and be you does this. kill myself. This oh is goodness. getting too intense. No, look at this next kid. No, you don't kid. have a chance against this kid. You know the this. third yes, is your favorite. Ten to one odds. You're one against my ten. Fair enough. All right, let's go. That ten kid to in the odds. middle. Oh, the one right in the middle. All right, two out of three times. Or the one with the hat. Office. The kid in the the kid who's Freeze on his left now. Far right of the screen. Concentrate, Mike. You can do it. And he's teaching his kid up. He's Ready teaching his kid. Like so leaning on a pinball machine here. This is yeah, dangerous. dangerous. And also, you'll notice they spray painted the name of the game off of the game. I've played that game. Oh, called did they? Card really? Something. That's Start. funny. Look at the top. Oh <laughs> they took the oh name God, off. It's they just totally like a, did. They wiped the name off of the pinball machine. It is. They clearly didn't want to pay Bally or Williams. Clearly had no problem with Nintendo with the Super Mario game in the back. And where was this kid from? This kid was in something else. Yeah, he's good. He seemed to know exactly what he was doing in that scene at the funeral. He was putting his whole pussy into that. He really, yes. <laughs> so he arm wrestles. He loses the first two out of three, loses. Then the kid goes back in and arm wrestles. He never once got good at arm wrestling. It's just, I guess, no, he's a being in proximity to an arm wrestler made him... A he good arm wrestler from his father that it's important, but ultimately he would be his partner in trucking, not arm wrestling. And the two, this movie does equivocate, not equivocate. They they equivalent. They make it so that it seems like every trucker is also an arm wrestler and yes. vice versa. Well, because the ultimate prize at the tournament is a truck. Right. It goes without saying. That Why would I care trucker. if I'm not a tr like? That it is a huge leap to. Presume yes. everybody wants a tractor trailer. But this movie confuses these two subcultures, if I yes. may. Yeah. Brett, do you have that that clip of the funeral with that terrible ADR? Because there's a lot of ADR in this movie. Oh, yeah. Both of these movies have the, the most ADR <laughs> in anything yeah. I've ever seen. Like Rent-A-Cop we'll has an insane amount of loop lines because mm -hmm. they're shooting outside on the streets of Chicago. Yes. Or in like stairwells, yeah, and so it's just there's that guy that's like came. that must be that must be your well, Terry Funk at the funeral. Soul. There's wrestler Lord. Terry Funk. <laughs> that oh is mercy. So that's what, did you hear that? That must be the husband. Yeah. Oh, I gotta hear that again. Soul to the Lord. That in His mercy. That must be the. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the husband. And to be fair, why the hell is this guy walking up right in the middle of the priest talking to just do his business, dropping flowers on the casket? Because he wants to show off his body. Like, Sylvester Stallone's really into his own body. Like, he's really into yeah. showing off, like, head to toe. I want people to see me in my, like, tie with my jeans. Yeah. Could wear a boots. jacket. Apparently she didn't mean that much to you. Couldn't throw a suit jacket on. Yeah, his funeral outfit is pretty intense. And this is how I want my funeral to be. I just want to tell you. Oh, it will now. be. I've already planned it. I know every. You know everybody's always. This like, oh, kid will be there. <laughs> Please, I. I'm, then I won't. Ironically, I won't. I'll come back to life when that kid's there. <laughs> um. Oh my God! You're Michael from Over <laughs> the Top. <laughs> 
That's a young Robert Loggia, a very young, spry-looking Robert Loggia. Well, he's got his blonde flip out. It's flipping out at the end. That's like when men know they need a haircut, you've got that little, like... Yeah, the Larry David tuft. (laughs) Um, I just want to (laughs) say... David loves leaving it long, doesn't he? No, he certainly does. He loves weird, long shirts and... What, are you you saving up for a ponytail? He's saving, yes. Cut it off, idiot. Everybody's always like, oh, my funeral, I want it to be a celebration and everybody to laugh and... Not me. think, not me. I want mine to be the saddest thing any of you ever went to. Yeah, And it's going to be... I want everybody to suffer at it. Yeah, somber suffering yeah i wanted to be incredibly religious first of <laughs> all even though, even though i was not even remotely religious in my actual life suddenly i want everybody to go through the most religious thing they've ever uh-huh. been through that's a good idea i want there to be 12 <laughs> priests at my funeral <laughs> uh, where people can have sub funerals and sub wakes throughout the thing with their own assigned priest I'm going to have one where the men and women can't sit together. So There's certain people go... that can't even get into the synagogue because mm-hmm. it's so religious. Yeah. Oh, mine's at a synagogue, too. Oh, I didn't realize um, that. But I'm going to have all the priests at the synagogue. Trying to break down the door. Yeah. Five, Twelve priests walk into a synagogue. It'll be a joke. Like, oh, that's so like Tom. I want, first of all, I want it to be endless, this funeral. <laughs> endless. I want there to be a table set up near my casket that has potato salad. Uh-huh. Just side dishes like... at picnics. Picnic okay. side dishes. But you have to step over the body to get to them so no one does Baked it. Baked beans. It's a trick. Baked beans, potato Ant. salad. All the stuff ants like. German potato salad too. Water watermelon. Watermelon. Lemon uh, squares. What's that? Deviled grandma, eggs. Grandma. No desserts. Grandma Cindy. Grandma no Cindy's, desserts. Um, lemon squares. No desserts. How about just lemons then? To... How about just, I'll just, just uh, sliced halved lemons. lemons? Yeah. Have the lemons. Brett, don't start catering Tom's no, funeral. Great. Well, Brett's going got, to work. I got, I, already hired, I, got, I got a big Brett, stock. I already hired Forever Dog yes. to, uh, to run the Cater. funeral. Um, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be all this... of like um, Leviticus. Oh, I was going to ask you to read all of Leviticus. I'll read all of Leviticus and then I'll sing all of Exodus. That's what I would like. And <laughs> there will be no Exodus because the, the Exoduses will be locked. <laughs> That's the other thing. You're all locked in. Can I do Deuteronomy just for fun? Sure. Oh, You're the Deuteronomy dude. Deuteronomy, dude. Do Deuter- hey, that's a good idea for like, not a podcast, like a G seven show, like Deuteronomy, like the. Yeah, that's like great. the Deutopedia. Hmm. Like chapter one, bikinis. <laughs> oh yeah. God, Babe the book of so Deuteronomy. Good in bikinis. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I want my funeral to be deathly, bleak, endless suffering. You'll be just. I want as soon as somebody says these words, 
boy, Tom Tom got the best deal of this whole night. <laughs> then the doors open. That's like the magic word that like unlocks Willy, everything. Like when, when Willy Wonka lifts his head and is like, that's it, Charlie. That's it. <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted to be. Only it's the not code, you. the code to end the misery of my funeral is Wait, boy, is I think you? Tom got the best deal of this whole thing. Hold on. Is that you alive? That you tricked this? No, I'm dead. I am dead. Oh, you are I'm dead. Just, okay, got it. I am dead. Fair enough. But I will be watching from the other side. Ah, heaven. From heaven, yes. Yes. So over the top, he goes to Vegas for this arm wrestling oh. tournament. Yeah, I hated he, this part. He bets his own truck. Yeah. So he could win he, a truck. He sells his own truck and then bets on himself. So... He was twenty to one odds, so he sold. He walked off with what, a hundred forty grand? I believe so. Yeah, he could have he had five hundred. Yeah, and this right. guy has like a Trump aesthetic. I realized, like, that's where Trump got his whole aesthetic is wrestling MC. Yes, Trump could have been the MC. Yes, in this movie, you know, they probably asked him, and he didn't do it because he knew he would be a poor actor. I wonder if he was if he was if he and Menahem Golan were fighting at the time mm -hmm. yeah he was probably gonna do he's probably like I don't like Golan I like Globus no <laughs> there's this uh interesting part of the arm wrestling competition though where it will like occasionally dip into a documentary yes you know, it becomes like a do documentary style yes. yeah like in the world of arm wrestling let's introduce John Grizzly when I get to the table, that person, I don't care who they you are. I just have like a talking head kind enemy. of. I hate that. Talking heads with the arm wrestlers. Hand, and what handsome heads they are. It is like awesome. I'm not so enthused about people coming up and patting me on the back saying you're the best. I don't need people to do that to me. If I win, it's just because I wanted to be the best. Uh, I want to watch this documentary. This is the dumbest guy I've ever heard in my life. Can you just play what he just said back again? It's the dumbest. Digest this. I'm not so enthused about people coming up and patting me on the back saying you're the best. I don't need people to do that to me. If I win, it's just because I wanted to be the best one time in my life. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't want. I, I'm not enthused when people say you're the best. I want to be, I'm the best because I want to be the best. It's like. Because I want to win. Yeah, It's like, all right. When I win, it. I'll know I'm the best. That's what he meant to say. He just learned the word enthused and he doesn't have a very well-fitting tank. No, he does not. And it's also strange that suddenly this guy has a nuanced opinion of motivation and that it doesn't come from others comes from within it's well, actually it I'm, yeah I'm, I'm taking it back a little bit it's actually shockingly smart what he said <laughs> it's actually just doesn't fit in this movie right it doesn't is this the part where Sylvester Stallone says that he turns his hat around and it makes I him believe feel like so that's what I'm looking truck. for because later in if the you remember Remember, this is how this might there be, it is right there. Yeah, it's um, this is uh, how it all uh, started last week was an offhand reference to this uh, going from man to machine uh, moment mm -hmm. uh, when he turns right, his hat around. Right, right. Uh, he might explain it here. Let's see if this is it. What I do is I, I just try to take my hat and I turn it around and it's like a switch that goes on. 
and when the switch goes on, I feel like another person. I feel, I don't know, I feel like a, like a truck, like a machine. Julie was texting me while watching this movie and saying like, va 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 voom. I was not. Who's this no. piece of beef? I was saying, I think I like women. <laughs> I also like that Sylvester Stallone or Lincoln Hawk changes his yes. wardrobe at one point into a shirt, yes. a cutoff t-shirt that says <sighs> New York. Which you can buy on SylvesterStallone.com. Oh my God. You have to rip it up yourself though. Really? You can really? buy that shirt? You can. Yes. I, I uh, find the link real quick. It cut it. The, if for extra money you get a shark to chomp a big hole in it. He didn't make enough money from Rocky. He's got to sell over the merch. top merchandise. He's got merch. Brett just bought some. I mean, yeah. it's working. This is on a uh, slystallone.com. That is not. That's not the same one. It doesn't look like the same shirt. Yeah. Over the top New York tea. I think uh, yeah. it started out like this, and you really got to lean into it for a couple years. You really got to work on sure. that collar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Rip the sleeves off. Hey, yo, I, I got another shirt. Do you want to buy a shirt? I got mansion payments to make. No, this movie sucks uh, <laughs> by every measuring, uh, by every metric, every yardstick. It's awful. Or I'm just, just look at my other list of like the other. We don't have to watch them. I'm just curious what the other moments that I had is like. Okay, wh- Hawk works out while he drives. We learn that he has like one of those things where he like mm-hmm. lifts weights while he's driving. Yep. Yeah. Lincoln says he feels like a truck when he turns his hat around. Oh, the journalist behind Michael taking notes. I liked there was a lady. Uh, at an hour 25 in. And then finally, I liked a moment in the credits. It said a, a additional catering by Pizza Hut. <laughs> that, that, those were my top moments in over the top. That, yes. I had one moment in the credits also. Brett, could you go to the credits yeah, for this moment? Just, right here we go. Watch this. Doctors, referees. Yeah. Female arm. Look, it's so late in the credits. Freeze it, please. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'll go back. Female arm wrestler Reggie. Female arm. Here's Tony, Mad Dog Madison, Big Bill Larson, policeman, taxi driver, all the way down. And then we go to doctors, referees. Okay, hit stop, please. Arm wrestler Joshua (laughs) Lee Patton. (laughs) Oh, oh, he was the arm wrestler in the movie? It's a movie. 95% of the cast is arm wrestlers. How did they just get arm wrestler? Also, third boy is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, third boy. No. Third you boy, know, like, get over here. Not like number one or two. Yeah. Where's the third boy? Wow. Oh, my God. This movie sucked. And bad. it's just a testament to... Just things being made just because Sylvester Stallone needs a new piece of product. And he co-wrote also, this movie. Like, he co-wrote this thing. This was my this was my vision. It's so funny how like his muttering. Yeah, we got like when Robin Dustin Gubb. Hoffman when Dustin Hoffman mutters, he sounds smart. And when he mutters, he sounds so stupid. Yes. 
even though it's a similar like acting style yeah. choice it's yeah. not like it's any dumber it's just that like he just emanates yeah he's he emanates stupidity yeah and if you're watching on Forever Dog Plus right now, we're uh, just going through watching the credits, the end credits of Over the Top. <laughs> we're watching the end credits for Over the Top. We Are should reach out to Susan really personally, the assistant to Mr. Stallone, and ask her what that this nightmare was like. Or Fran Pasqualucci, the production accountant, see if they went over What budget. would happen? What if we pick a name from these credits and see if we can get them on the show? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Who did we get? Look, additional it, catering. Pizza <laughs> Hut. Yeah. Look at that. Like it was a person. Well, the primary catering was Variety Cinema Catering. They eventually right, had they to called re- in for. That, they apparently ate so much Pizza Hut they had to put it in the credit. That feels like a night where Variety Cinema Catering messed up big time, <laughs> and someone had to know to negotiate with Pizza Hut to bring five hundred pizzas. And then, like, fine, we'll give you additional catering credit. We're firing everybody at Variety Cinema Catering. I wonder if they're still around, Variety Cinema Catering. We could we'll ask- have them on the show. I, we'll ask them about, like, what was the... We'll, we'll just assume there was an incident. Be like, what was the Pizza Hut incident? That would be amazing to get um, catering to the to the stars. Yeah, we want to have those people on the show, Brad, Okay. Uh, Variety Cinema Catering. Let's see if yeah. they're still in business. They are. Sherman Oaks. Oh, wow. They're in the van. I bet I don't know if they, how can it be since, since 2002? This movie, yeah, it's two variety. Unless they went under and somebody bought it yeah, at pennies on the dollar. Somebody was like, I'm going to rebrand after the Pizza Hut incident. I'm going to make this into a whole new place. They went bankrupt after that Pizza Hut incident. Don't you know what happened to this place? Yeah, I don't trust this place. I don't trust it. Hold on. You got a phone number on this place? Yeah, phone, eh. yeah no phone number. Can't trust it. I do have one phone number. I did though. send you a phone number, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yep. Julie, I have some business to take care of here <laughs> no, no, real please. quick. Be my guest. You've reached Caravaggio Restaurant located at 2374th Street. For reservations, please press one. Is it a restaurant? This is the restaurant where Woody Allen saved the life of um. Oh my God! Of his Caravaggio. Yeah. Yes. Hi. I was wondering. Uh, this is the restaurant where Mr. Allen saved that uh man's life. Oh, that's one of the most exciting stories I've ever heard. My name is Brett Boehm. I uh, just wanted to know, is there any sort of tribute that's going to be arranged for Mr. Allen? Because I would certainly like to attend it and cheer him on for such a heroic act. And what kind of pizza pie do you have tonight? We do not not have pizza. Oh, never mind. So, rent a cop. Here we go. Top top five moments. You want to go right from? First of all, 
I just yes. need to say. Tell me your take on it. Yes, please. This movie, if you heard about a, a cop movie starring Burt Reynolds and Liza Minnelli, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say to yourself, I wonder if this is one of the 15 most violent movies I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And it's certainly not in the bottom five of that 15. This movie. They do more damage like with a shotgun to people's chest like they blow people away it's horrifying somebody got a good deal on squibs yeah Uh, yeah they certainly did there were more there were about schmidt didn't have as many squibs in this thing as this uh, in it as this movie does nebraska uh getting on and the the jack and triumph show put together yeah there are just more squibs in this thing and all of those combined even there's one. There's only one in all of those things. That's so three. to be fair. The movie starts Liza Minnelli is a sex worker. What do you call Because in the movie they're always saying hooker. Call girl. Hooker. Well, like I feel like she's like an old fashioned call girl. She's got yeah. some fun the, characters too. Yeah, she's got some fun hotel, characters and she, she looks great in this play. movie. Helga the Bitch she, Goddess, which we never see. We never, unfortunately, never see Helga the Bitch Goddess. She well, that great. was my that was my first moment was her her entrance. Hi, Pete. Yeah. She says hi to Pete, the bellhop, mm-hmm. and uh, and says, and he says, "How's your night?" She goes, "I'm about to find out. I don't know if he wants yeah. me to be mommy, little Bo Peep, or Helga the Bitch Goddess." Yeah. All right, we gotta and hear she's that. She's off so, to her client. Yeah. And by the way, my favorite. I mean, whatever, you know, I'm like the biggest Liza Minnelli fan ever. Like, she just makes me laugh like no one else. I think it's so funny that they think that this is how, <laughs> like, a sex worker would dress. That mm-hmm. her outfits in this are so funny. Hi, Pete. Hey, Della, what's happening? Well, I don't know yet. That depends on if my date wants his mommy, little Bo Peep, or Helga the Bitch Goddess. Does this say 339 or 334? I can't uh, read that's right. Looks like a four to me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Helga the Bitch Goddess? Yeah, you bet. I'll tell you what happens. Ooh. Ooh. So it's, <laughs> a goof, it's a fun scene with a goofball uh, uh, hotel uh, employee behind the desk. One little side note. That hotel employee with that fun little banter there gets mowed down in five <laughs> minutes he's dead he gets mowed down and then also the goofball who wants the the mommy thing going on and yes. all this stuff like that yes. that poor guy that was that was gratuitous that dude yes. gets mowed down no brett was like everything else was deserved but that guy really did that have really well at least here's what i will say they do it early enough in the movie where it really sets a tone so it's definitely like an oh it's gonna be it's gonna be that kind of a movie because the, the first <laughs> you know that's like the cops and the robbers are getting shot this poor this poor guy who just wants to you know uh have his uh he wants to role play and by the way who among us doesn't want to do a fun little scene with liza vanelli yeah there was it's look this this movie clearly this is a post 48 hours Beverly Hills cop kind of movie where they want like mm-hmm. that that stuff to be real. And was that Burt Reynolds do you think wanting to like be more like Clint Eastwood or is that too early I, that dirty harry stuff would be too early from I don't know. I wonder where what he thought. I guess they thought this was a contemporary cop movie has to be like this now. Right. 
And yeah, no, it's extraordinarily violent. Yes. And her, she, like, she's in another movie because she's so loopy and gentle and funny and yeah. wonderful. And then she has these like lighthearted interactions with guys that get mowed down by shotguns, like sawed off shotguns. Yeah. And the main murderer, dancer, played by James Remar. Yep. Has a weapon that Anton Churg would be jealous of <laughs> in No Country for Old Men. He has a sword that pops out of his sleeve, yeah. basically, that he gores people with from behind. And if you've ever wanted to see Dion Warwick get murdered in a movie. First of all, what's wrong with you? Turn yourself in you? Second, to something. Secondly, this is the movie for you. You watch it when you're after you've been arrested for wanting that. For all my gamers out there, it is the uh, the the sleeve blade from the Assassin's Creed franchise. This guy actually has one, and he uh, he kills Diane Warwick. He almost kills Liza Minnelli with it too. And she gets stabbed the in the back. Video game based on the Sondheim musical Assassins. Yes, yeah. I always play as Squeaky. I was just going to say, Liza Minnelli with the yeah. platinum hair in this movie. Right? That is, first of all, she looks like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga looks like her in that. It clearly. It's a great look for It's her. a great look. I loved it. I thought she, I, this is, this, I thought she looked amazing in this movie. She's so, ugh, I, I, she's so funny in this. And Burt yeah. Reynolds Liza, is Li in a Oh different my God, movie. speaking of wigs. He's in a it's different. Like he's movie. wearing the helmet he wore when he was a uh, when he played football, but it's made out of like black string. That wig he has. He also busts out the Mike Ditka sweater. He wears a Chicago <laughs> a Chicago Bears sweater that, with his mustache, he literally looks like Mike Ditka. <laughs> I mean, it's you'd think he was trying to be Mike if he was in. The Mike Ditka story, he would not look as much as he does like Mike Ditka as he does in Rent-A-Cop. And when it comes to, like, chemistry with women on camera, I know he doesn't have a lot with a lot. Like, I think he does with Sally Field to some extent. But, like, what do you think of, how would you rate the Burt Reynolds and Liza chemistry? I think it's better than I thought it was going to be because... Yep. She gives it back to him, which makes him kind of he has to give it to her because she's not just on the receiving end of his zingers. She's it's it's like one to one back and forth with all this stuff. And I like I liked it. I th I liked seeing them together. It was yes, I it was too. odd and but strangely strangely endearing. Mm-hmm. You like this all the time because you're getting on my nerves. It's called Juada Viva, Church. Right. And what is all this shit? Where's the bathroom? Oh, wait, this is the part yeah. I like when she says cute when she goes into the bathroom. Oh! <laughs> Pretty. So if someone were to ask me, like, if we have to delete all of the Godfather movies, mm -hmm. I think of like another two things to delete. Ten Commandments. Yeah. Charlton okay. Heston. Works for me. 
and Citizen Kane. Yep. In order to save the scene where Liza says, <laughs> where Liza Minnelli says, is this the new Sting record? This is at 52 minutes, 43 seconds, dancing through 5341 while they're trying to get a shot. Mm -hmm. I'd be totally fine with that. As long as it also included the part where she goes to the club and says, what a pig palace. Up through, try the yellow pages. Come here, I want you to hear somebody. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Is this a new Sting record? Mm, better. Uh, what a pig palace. What you doing tonight? Me and my old lady are looking for a third. Yeah, we'll try the yellow pages, asshole. When they're at the mansion and she's yes. trying to dance with the one guy to delay him from <laughs> going up the stairs and she's just like, oh, what about this dance? And she's doing, oh, oh, oh. she's doing like walk like an Egyptian all of a sudden. And it is really funny. And the thing is, she knows she's being funny, too. That's why it's not like, oh, my God, look how insane she's being. She has no idea how she knows she's going for it. Is it weird when she's on the subway platform and cannot believe that there's another human up there and gets terrified and points a gun in their face thinking it's the murderer? It's a, it's a train platform. There's going to be other humans on it. And also, when they go back to his apartment and they order mm -hmm. some Chinese food, apparently yes. they ordered yes. all of the Chinese food. I like it. People in movies do that, though. Yeah. Let's order $7,000 worth of Chinese food. Here are 60 containers of everything for two of us to pick at. I love when characters in movies do that, and then they feed each other with chopsticks. Or when everybody says, eating out of the cartons in the movies like that, where it's just like, oh, try this. And they just hand the carton over. It's like, I'm not eating like this. Sorry. <laughs> people used to do that. Or was it always just something that you would like do because it was photogenic, like carry a grocery oh, bag with a baguette sticking out of it? It looks good in a movie. I remember my favorite year where they had all yes. the Chinese food and people like, oh, try this with the cart and hand you the carton and you're just supposed to start digging in there. No. It's your own. It was mine. Way to compatibility, church. Just look at these. Look at all that Chinese them. food. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten containers for two humans sounds good to me i like when she makes him eat the one thing and he and he goes <laughs> <laughs> can we see that that if you just let this play that will happen that's like something you would do brett can't do it brett. sorry i got like i'm it's sure a, i'm look, sure eight okay. viruses are, are are uploading in the background right now pennywise the clown foolish Oh. This guy's trying to cut corners. Well, I do have an ad over here that says, do this every evening and fungus will be gone in a week. I mean, I'll just check with that what's going well, on. I mean, I <laughs> watch Rent a Cop. It's pretty funny. But Reynolds, you realize him, even on fumes, he still had like yeah. movie star charm that he could just, he could light, he, he knew where the moments were that he needed to hit for you to be on his side, even in, uh, a, a, like a lesser film like rent a cop he knew when he when she's he upset and he comes over and just goes like hey i'm sorry 
And she's like, you are you really? He says, I'm sorry. Like, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I see why people like this guy. Well, I appreciate you acknowledging that Liza knows that she's funny and what she does is intentional. Oh, un- it's undeniable. She's She knows she's, she's being one of, broad and silly. She's one of the best, if not my favorite comic actress ever. Mm-hmm. a wonderful movie what happens to dancer it's a happy ending right it his, is uh, head his, blows his up head explodes oh no because he shoves what in there like an explosive into his motorcycle helmet Some sort of explosive device then shuts the lid and then we see it explode and then there's just like a flame it's like it explodes and then like the remains are on fire it's so hard for me to watch because my great grandfather died that way in the old country yeah, I remember you said that he had his motorcycle um, helmet on and Brett, what did you think of Burt Reynolds movie? shoved an explosion in there? I thought it was great. Yeah. My my favorite part was what you've been talking about was just Liza's performance. And it remi- it just reminded me of like in in like, you know, before um, method acting and stuff in old movies when like, I don't know, you know, you know, when like uh, somebody in the 30s would play like a uh, like, um, you know, would, would play a sex worker. They would just play it with the same sort of big energy that you would play. You know, I don't know. There's just like she just plays it as Liza and it's just it makes it so much uh it makes it so much fun and uh um and sort of goofy and silly and um it's uh i kind of liked how sort of much this movie just leaned into like sex and violence mm-hmm. and but was also sort of screwbally i don't know it was a, yeah. it was a really uh I- interesting mix and was strangely chased also like the two <laughs> yes. of them yeah, yes. yeah yeah the two of them really don't do anything no romantic. they hug they At hug one point, and there's they like almost some kiss a couple times yeah he like the very the big sort of he's they're gonna finally kiss moment he just sort of nudges her on the cheek and then they sort of puts his arm around her shoulder and it's like yeah it's like uh <laughs> It's uh, I don't know. It's I, I kind of dig it though. I dig their dynamic in the midst of all the all the other stuff going on. There's something to me weirdly refreshing about, even though this is not the best way to make movies. Obviously, watching a movie that exists because it's Burt Reynolds and it's Liza Minnelli and it's almost everything else is kind of secondary to the fact right. that these two showed up to be in this movie. Hey, we got Burt Reynolds. We got Liza Minnelli. What kind of movie are we going to do? Well, let's figure that out now. Like, that's what it feels like. It's not like, well, we got this story and who could play that character? It's like, no, Burt Reynolds and Liza Minnelli, they said they want to do something together. And then they they beat this thing together to, to accommodate the both of them. Yeah. The word dancer didn't come up originally. That was a down the road or. Mm hmm. And then Chicago gets sort of like shoehorned into the whole thing. Like they, they sort of at times lean into the Chicago-ness really hard. Well, Brett, if times, you don't think you know. Chicago is, is the third, if you don't think Chicago is the third character of this, then I don't even yeah. know what to say, except maybe Christmas is. And the fourth character is Christmas. The fifth character is. Dancer. Is Dancer. The sixth character is Flower Drum Song, which yes. makes yes. Dancer very mad. Mm-hmm. She was not in it. Mm-hmm. But she keeps forgetting. And that line about a chorus line at the end was really cute. It's what was it again? She was talking about how she was like, um, she was in a chorus line. You want to see a picture of me when I was in a chorus line? She's mm-hmm. like, who'd you play? She's like, I'm standing right in front of the poster. Well, and is that is that photo of him in a football uniform? Is that just from the longest yard? Is that from another movie? Well, I mean, he was, was a really football him. player. He was a football yeah. player. Yeah, he okay, was a football player. He was like a 
college football so, player. Okay. Interesting to me because you look at Deliverance and you're like, that's that's a young Marlon Brando. Like when yeah. he was in that era, mm-hmm. he had so much promise as a young like actor that was just doing something that specific. Mm-hmm. And these, you're just like, talk about fumes. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh. It's but, this is um, where they all end up, you know, when they don't. I guess, but Liza, Liza brought out a couple more sparks in that dying campfire. Oh, I agree. I think it was fun. I think it was a fun choice for him to do a movie with somebody who wasn't just a pushover and to and to ha- to co-headline a movie with a female co-star who is not did... just there as arm arm candy and that and no, nothing no. else. And they did Lucky Lady together, which I never saw, but that's Stanley Donan. Okay, so that's pretty early. That'll be it? my... I won't make you watch that. I'll I'll, I'll do my research Stanley on that. Stanley Donan directed... Uh, Donan, that's how you pronounce it? Singing in yeah. the Rain. Charade. Oh, Everything. So, yeah. Everything. Great director. Like, legendary. And it was around for a million years. Yeah. One of those Movie, guys. movie is really interesting and mm-hmm. rankings in that. I never saw that. Um, strange uh, it's a, it's like a double feature it's a very strange experiment now this was fun watching these I agree. Two movies and i recommend rent a cop if you want something that feels like uh, uh bizarrely violent uh <laughs> it's bizarrely violent and tame at the same time i gotta say if i went to the movies in 1987 i saw a double feature of these two at a big bucket of popcorn i'd be in heaven they might not be good but i i enjoyed both these movies yeah i'm glad fun times i'm gonna order so much chinese food it is gonna make everybody sick i'm gonna i call think about i call my local local chinese restaurant i say give me the rent a cup and (laughs) they bring over 15 containers it's 60 pounds of chinese food and, and one is spicy. And one is spicy. And I go. <laughs> oh, what a fun episode, huh, Julie? Thank you so much for listening. I, for one, am ravenous. What are you showing me? Oh, Sly sorry. Stallone's, uh merch. Sorry. sorry, I've just been browsing the Sly Stallone store here. What's sure. on there? Let me see. Some uh, Rocky You got the classic. You got the Ivan Drago jacket. 79. You got the classic. Uh, That's not bad. Apollo Creed. The trunks there, uh, yeah, not bad. I mean, the other kind well, of interesting thing about Sly nice. Stallone is that he went from like Rocky was an underdog, and then Rambo was like this Reagan, you know? Yeah. Like, wait, hold on. How much was that trucker hat? The over-the-top hat is uh, clocking 35? in at thirty-five. A, a All right. Steal I mean, hopefully that. I guess. I, hopefully that means it wasn't made in like a, you know, sweatshop. Although with Sly Stallone, yeah, maybe he sweats uh, on every. If he sweats on, on it, it's one. extra. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> say that again. <laughs> when he sweats on it, it's extra. It is. It's extra. You There's get... that scene where he goes to prison and over the top, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Are they oiling up the prisoners?" It, it was a very like, no, oily he just, prison. He just wants to be sweaty in this scene. Yeah, you're like fine. Yes, I and also, how gross would it have been? He's all sweaty at that road stop. Diner. Then he's gonna sit down and eat the tuna sandwich with the uh, on whole I mean, wheat. Like I said, it was shocking that so many like muscular guys being like sweaty and in each other's faces wasn't like more. But it like wasn't gayer. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I didn't like about it. I'm like, why is it more gayer? 
Yeah. But I say that about every movie. Rent a Cop was just gay enough. What kind of sweater is that? Rocky this is sweater. a sweater he wore in, in the first Rocky that you, you know, might not have remembered. $85 for acrylic, that classic Acrylic, it could be scratchy. Acrylic could go either way, I find. I think it could more, be scratchy or it could be soft. More actors hey, should yo, do this. You could make four interest-free payments idea. on this one over a zizzle. All releases designed and approved by Sylvester Sloan. No, it's a great idea to do this. Yeah, at least it's like you know, outfits, deep cuts, classic outfits from your movies. Let's have more more actors get in on this game. I agree. Let's. Both of you should get two matching sweaters. Brett, you yeah. and Tom should get two matching sweaters oh. and those hats, the Rocky hats, the derbies, yeah. whatever Ray, they're uh, Ray Winstone, if you're listening. He's not listening. I would, I would buy all every look from Sexy Beast. You get, my, you know, you take all the money I, I got. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with big announcements and so forth. Yes. Oh wow, stuff in the works. Get ready, art, my friends. Good stuff. We, we appreciate coming. you listening. Support the show. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to everybody, and we will be back next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.